have been assured, and I told Alex this upstairs, that the Bob the Dog ball licking does not come through. Okay. So. We're good. It's mostly just distracting for us. Because Maybe it is, no Bob the Dog ball licking. It Maybe is the loudest you... thing. Listen on a high-quality pair of headphones. Oh, maybe. That's fair. Maybe then you could clearly hear Bob the dog pleasure himself. That's possible. I'll have to ask what what kind of uh, headphones were being utilized. We're getting weird heater noises. We've got that door closed. And Bob is sitting back down. He's putting back on his head. He's hitting himself in the face with his headphones. Ah, now everything's where it should be. <laughs> you okay? Don't take any shots between the eyes now. You've seen that's a bad time. That is a bad time. Looked like a bad time. Did you see the pictures? He wasn't going to sit down in our house and not talk about that. Uh, fair enough. You look pretty gnarly. Was not great. Not great, Bob. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Settle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. That was a really, really cold open, but I'm your host, Alex. Joining us tonight, Joey Beatty enthusiast. There it is. Uh, Erica. You can stop now. In in like the Randy Orton pose. You gotta do the Randy Orton pose. It's very important. Remember when he did it in front of a burning home? Oh, yeah, it was great. (laughs) But, you know, he he got like lazy about it. He was just kind of... You really have to snap it back to really get, like, the haughty, like, I am the legend killer. Sure. Hi. Hello. My Hi. name is Erica. I am a Jody, Joey Beatty enthusiast. Jody. 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 I'm sure there's a Jody Beatty out there. I'm sure she's a lovely lady. She has some enthusiasts of her own. Does she? Well, you gotta shit on Jody. I'm sure she's a lovely lady. Uh, why are you sure of that? This is the world we live in, right? There's there no are, guarantee that there people are, are lovely. There are a few decent people out there, Bob. Not many. I'm going to hedge my bets and say the theoretical Jody Beatty is a decent human being. Theoretical, you say? Mm-hmm. What if she was made up by an AI? <laughs> oh, we just launched it right into that. Let me drink a little bit more first. <laughs> I'm going to angry up the blood. You know what I was thinking about the other day? This is completely unrelated. This is just some nonsense that popped into my oh, head. Wait, should we? Should we? We need to mark the. Oh, you would like to tell people this is episode one hundred. Yes, that's right. Despite all of Bob and Erica's best efforts to fuck over this podcast, <laughs> I have made it to one hundred. And we would like to thank our our patrons. Oh no, no. Yes. No, no. no. Yes. No, no. Why not? Fuck them. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you heard it here first. If you if you support us on Patreon, Alex will tell you personally. What to go fuck yourself. What I've what I've heard what I'm hearing here is that when they cancel their patronage <laughs> that we should transfer the hosting fees to Alex's credit card. What I'm hearing here <laughs> is I guarantee our patrons will only go up, not down. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You heard it here first on episode 100. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. 
Okay. So thanks, guys. We do appreciate it. We can pretend to. Anyway. Should we get some like ice clicking in there just for old time's sake? <laughs> what noises <laughs> would you like on the podcast? Would you would you like an ASMR version of this podcast? Just some really gentle and quiet talking. No, no, it's ASMR. Yeah, you do some you do some nice quiet talking, and then you get like some feathers, and you rub them against the microphone. You like do like fabric against itself like this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's the stuff. And people beat off to it, is my understanding. Oh well, maybe if you're a pervert. Yeah, but isn't like let's just dive right in. And someone has jerked off to like well ev- everything. everything. Sure. I saw somebody posit the other day on Tumblr. They were like, you know, when you write smut on uh, AO3, someone's jerking off to it. And I was like, well, yeah. I think that's just assumed. Isn't that the point? Maybe not you know, the point, but you're writing about, like, yeah. Like, people jerk off to just banal, non-sexy things. Well, you can sure. find anything, depending on how desperate you are. Oh, well, the internet is a vast and glorious place alex well I, I think it's always been assumed that's one of the reason like the the people sitting around in bikinis on twitch stuff really took off because there's countries where porn is banned but twitch isn't right so it's like well you need something to get you going no, exactly <laughs> someone is masturbating furiously to that and you know what good for them here's a question it's a good release it's good for the body here's a question because you have a lot of these um you know, this used to be more of a thing with celebrities, right? The fakes, you know, where someone would take whatever a uh, nude model's body and paste whatever Jennifer Aniston's head on her, you know. But now people are doing it, and they're calling it deep fakes, but it's really a similar thing. But instead of doing it with pictures, they do it with video. I think you've mentioned this. Right, right, right. Yeah. But there was a big blow up in the Twitch community this past week because a streamer, a fairly big streamer, was discovered to have been on one of these websites uh, jerking off to his co-workers, like, deepfakes. And that's a weird spot to be in. I mean, because let's... People are jerking off to their co-workers. That's just a thing that happens. That's yeah. just a thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> to be caught doing it. Bob seems... Ambivalent. Bob's dubious. But you're telling me no one anywhere ever has ever jerked off to a coworker. This is a thing that happens. Now, to be caught doing it, that's a little dicey. Bob's looking not to indict himself right now. <laughs> Bob's not saying a word. As long as he doesn't say anything, he can't get in trouble. Well, it's like people say, I don't masturbate. Don't lie. You don't yeah. need to lie. It's fine. This got uncomfortable. <laughs> great i don't currently have any coworkers. no but it's it is it is uh it is like this weird space where you take like it's people that you know who are theoretically your friends and it, you take their face and you apply it to bob what are you doing no i think i know exactly what's gonna start are you gonna do this now really i've gotta i've just gotta get just ignore me no it's impossible to bob is doing squats right now how do we how do we ignore a clown? <laughs> right? I'm going to push my chair aside and I'm going to start bobbing up and down whilst we're talking about jerking off to coworkers. Yeah. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ignore me. He'll just do this, though. Like, we'll have, like, friends over, and he'll just be like, oh, I'm going to do my mountain climbers in the middle of the, of the room while people are over and not go somewhere and do I think, it quietly. I think that's a, a pretty clear message that he'd like them to leave. <laughs> that's how I take it. Yeah. Could you get out? Could you kindly get the fuck out of my house? Deep fakes. Well, Jerking off to coworkers. No, but it is it is it's this weird space where it's people you've interacted with, people you know, and someone's out there taking their face, their likeness and applying it to porn. And you know, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes this stuff is really well done if someone spends a shitload of time on it. And it's just kind of I'm not saying it isn't weird. It, it's it's weird and it's like I don't know how I'd feel about it. Like, let's say for the sake of argument, I'm a hot 25-year-old woman, right? Because this is who tends to get targeted by this type of thing. How would I feel if someone had taken, especially someone who you're like a regular person, right? You're not Amaranth out there spending 80% of your life in bikinis in front of people. Sure. Like, you're just a regular woman who streams whatever, League of Legends, doesn't have a bunch of cleavage showing hasn't sexualized yourself for whatever purpose because you like to or because you want to make money off your image or whatever and all of a sudden people are like not taking whatever you're showing on stream right which because you can't control that if someone just is so into you that they're jerking off on stream while you're sitting there in a t-shirt right like, what can you do? People are one th- I think if you're going to be in any kind of a public space, that's just the reality. You just need to be comfortable with the fact that people are going to be jerking. But if, you. but if, someone, or ignore it. As but if best someone you can. is taking your likeness and applying it to like a porn video, that's very. There's, it's a different. There's a thing. lot more. There's a lot more effort being made. Well, it's a just a different thing, and I don't know how I'd feel about that because it's like okay, whatever. It doesn't really affect you, but on the other hand. It's a little weird. It is a little like rapey. <laughs> you a little know? Bit. It's in that it's in that like sphere. Like there's there's no in that non-consent s- sphere. Yeah. But it's weird. I don't know how I'd feel about it. It's <clears throat> you decide to join the conversation. It's Don't it's, you have some mountain climbers to do? Let the man have his. his I've got I've got fifty mountain climbers and eight more squats and two minutes of wall sits plus two miles of run. I'm curious how you're going to get the wall sits done while we're recording. Don't give him any ideas. He's going to do them anyway, Alex. I'm just just curious. Could you give us your thoughts? Yeah, give us your thoughts. Thoughts Uh, and feelings. The the problem I have with it is the problem that I have with you know a lot of stuff in this realm which is i'd love to in practice make it illegal but how do you do it how do you how would you enforce it well one you'd have to have politicians who have a general understanding of the problem and then what to do about it because what because that's the beginning right they don't even know what the problem is or that it exists and so that's number one i think they know the problem exists some of them know intimately okay, but the problem you, but exists. You, okay, let's 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 say you make it illegal to make these deep fakes. How do you enforce it? Well, obviously, you'd have to somehow find the creator and then find them or whatever you want to do. But that's easier said than done. Well, then I guess are you getting into like? 
you could all almost get into like is your face as a public person can you copyright that mm-hmm. like my face is copyrighted you're using it illegally I'm going to sue you I'm going to serve you a cease and desist mm-hmm. well that you could do and I think you could do that now um, can you copyright your f- face your likeness right yeah you have unless you give people consent to use your likeness um <clears throat> The shitty thing is, once something is on the internet, it is just on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's never going to go away. So, right. the second it's out there, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's my point, is there's not really much... I don't think there's much you can do. You know... Besides setting off the giant EMP bomb and sending us back to the Stone Age, though I do think it should be there, it should be acknowledged as an issue and looked into. I don't think it should just be, you know, shrug of the shoulders and move on. I don't know what you do, but I I I really can't I, I can't even begin to think what you do. I don't know. Because the software is out there, you know, it can run on any computer. It runs faster when you hook it up to a cloud. But the basic components of it, you can get your hands on. You can run it on any machine anywhere. Um, It's just really a matter of time for how how long it takes to work. I think you got to come at it from like a monetary thing because that's the only way anything ever gets like fixed, right? You know, you're using my likeness. I don't know if you're making money off of it, but. Yeah, but I mean, then that only really works for people with the means to sue other people. Well, that's how that works anyway. Well, sure. Only if you have the money to hire a lawyer, can you really get justice in this country? Well, sure. But, you know, like the criminal acts, though, will can get persecuted whether or not you have. Sure, mean, you know. sure, sure. So it's just a matter. But. I guess it's almost in that realm of like the revenge porn, but yeah, that's what I was trying to think of earlier. If that's, it doesn't that's, that's have the term that, I was trying to that think aspect, because if it's just oh, I'm just looking to uh, have a quiet evening at home by myself, you're not posting it in a, a, a vengeful way, right? It does. It does it's have. Little, yeah, it's that's different. That is kind of what it feels like. It does have a little bit of a revenge porn feel. Even though it's not really you, it's very. That's what I. That's what I kind of meant when I said it as like a rapey vibe. It's more. It's more of a revenge porn vibe. Um, well, no, I but, think you're. It's. It. You're not consenting to your. And even though it isn't your body, it's. They're pretending it's your body. Yeah. It's a nebulous kind. It's of, a really weird, a space. weird scenario well, and a hard thing. And, and, if not impossible and, to litigate. And I'll tell you what's going to be weirder is if we give this another, because you're already seeing it now with a lot of these, you know, machine learning algorithms like you talk about. Um, what's the one where it creates like images out of thin air off a, off a description? There's a bunch of them now, but what's the one? Stable Diffusion. Stable Diffusion is the really popular one. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen is the, the way this stuff is accelerating, you give it another few years even maybe because we're we're just like seemingly flying through all these steps you kind of started with the deep fake stuff that was like a few years ago now we're at this the stable diffusion point where it's just 
creating images out of thin air based off other people's works and you give this another few years there will probably be like straight up just people that are made to exist to perform in things that don't actually exist they're just amalgamations of other people's images and, well, and this voice is, patterns this and everything. This is the issue I take. I told you this earlier. We didn't discuss it. I just said you shouldn't be able to automatically just generate like performance or art. Yeah. Because in a, in a silo in itself, fine. Kind of cool. Kind of a neat thing that you can do. But what it's going to be used for is to start fucking people out of their jobs. Oh, for sure. And out of their rightful, or not rightful, but what they, a skilled person who has no, studied I, this I, should I'll be tell, paid. I'll tell you exactly what they're going to do. You give it, it's probably going to start happening like now, is you're going to use it to eliminate jobs. You're going to say, okay, why do we need five people who make concept art for us or storyboards or whatever? When we could just have this algorithm generate them and then maybe you have one human who tweaks it a little bit or looks it over to make sure it's okay. Rather, So instead of paying five people, we'll pay one and he'll just kind of look over the AI's work, you know, and I'm sure that's going to start happening like now oh sure i've heard it uh, uh rumblings of it in like the audiobook space like you just played that joe buck thing for me upstairs yeah where they like fed some of his uh, uh line readings into a, a just a, a box i'm assuming and then it spits out stuff he's never said anywhere ever right so okay i want an audiobook i don't hire anybody yeah. Yeah, I'll just I'll just get this. Maybe the performance is a little flat, a little boring, but what the fuck do I care? Or or you get into some weird space like they kind of do with actors in certain things, right? Where they want to recreate an actor who's not alive anymore. Um, they did it in one of those Star Wars movies. I've done it multiple times yeah. in those Star Wars movies. Um, and what's exactly what's stopping them from saying, you know, if you want to use the voice actor example, think about someone like a matt mercer who has so much sample of his voice out in the world that if you just feed like tens of hundreds or whatever it is thousands of hours of matt mercer into a machine learning algorithm and then obviously you know it's going to got to clean it up it's going to get better over time and everything and suddenly maybe matt mercer says you know what I don't really want to do that job, but if they'll pay me to use my voice print, and then they can just kind of make me say whatever I want. See, I don't have a problem with that, though. As long as he's getting paid in some way, I'm fine with that. But I don't think they're going to do that. At least not until there's some sort of... Because they're already doing it with art. They're just like... It'll be more like we'll make, you know, we'll feed in hundreds or thousands of different voice actors into a machine into a machine and then we'll spit out new people essentially yeah, that's what they're gonna try and do but i think that the actors whose stuff got same way i feel about the artists if your shit is getting filtered into this and it's being used to create something you should be getting compensated well, and, and this is yeah i mean this would be uh like the type of thing that you know the screen actors guild the next time um they're renegotiating or whatever 
they should just say like you know you're not allowed to use you know well the writers should too you showed me that there were screenshots you sent me earlier mm-hmm. of a story that was automatically generated yep if I'm a writer I don't want that in our space get that the fuck out of here cause was it like oh my god this amazing piece of literature to some maybe to me nah but well, and you, and you, yeah, you, the writing. I need a cheap paperback that I want to be able to sell for like summer beach season. Well, spit something out for me. Think about something, something simple. If you look at a website like a uh, Gizmodo or any other tech blog, okay, why do you need to pay someone to write a summary about a iPhone twenty? When you could just go to Chat GBT or whatever it's called, GPT. What's it called? Yeah, chat GPT. And you could just say, you know, write me a 200-word summary about the iPhone 20. Well, didn't you say, Bob, and it'll And it'll pump that out. That BuzzFeed is already planning on using something like this? BuzzFeed's already using, or I believe they're already using it. And, uh, CNET is using it already. And I believe Forbes is as well. I just find it's just very troubling to me. Maybe troubling isn't the right word. Well, and this is like this is like peak capitalism, right? Where you're always trying to find ways to eliminate jobs while not replacing well, them. Eliminate jobs and squeeze every last penny out of whatever it is that you you have. It's like the Netflix password thing, which they have walked back now. I still think that's going to happen. They're just going to wait and just like drop it. I don't there. have any problem with them charging a little bit more if you want to share it between households. But I mean, ultimately, they're going to do whatever they want to do. They're a fucking corporation. And if people end up paying for it, people are going to pay for it. And what I think doesn't matter. But I, it's just, yeah. Like, what if you go on vacation? I want to go on vacation. I don't want to use Netflix. Well, sorry. Too bad. You want to log in your laptop? Nah, I can't do that. It's not on the Wi-Fi. Sorry. This thing that you're paying to use? Nah. Can't use it. Well, I could also think of... I mean, unless they're... I mean, they'll probably just ban VPNs if you, if it really became a problem. But, I mean, the, the loophole off the top of my head would be like, well, just put your whole home on a VPN, and then if you go to Florida... You know, in like if you have if you have your whole home on a VPN in Chicago, let's mm-hmm. say, and then you go to Florida and you go you VPN to the same location in Chicago, you're getting you're like you're gonna show up as the same geolocation. Now, of course, generally these companies are aware of what are the IPs used by prop- popular VPN services, like what are the IP ranges. So they probably would just ban VPNs if too many people started to do that. But that would be a loophole right off the top of my head. Well, I also think it's one of those things where it's like, just because someone is borrowing or using someone else's Netflix password does not mean that if you stop them from being able to do that, that they're automatically going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. buy well, this. Well, this, this is the old um, stealing. This is the old, uh, you know, pirating of TV shows or movies or video games argument, which is... You know, a lot of the companies, they like to come along and say, oh, well, you know, two million people watched Game of Thrones on on BitTorrent. That's how many, you know, subscription, subscriptions we lost out on. And it's like, no, not really. 
would a would a certain percentage of those people possibly subscribe to HBO if you you know completely cut off illegal access to Game of Thrones? Well, yes, I'm sure they would. Would all two million? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Nope. What I think is what I think is really interesting about what's going on in the tech space right now because there's a there's a lot kind of happening right because we got you got the um you got all of these you know quote-unquote ai things going on right now you've got the you know the really big tech companies uh laying off lots of people uh you've got uh and and you've got kind of these streaming services which are kind of tightening the purse strings too and what's interesting about all of it coming together at the same time and and hardware manufacturers are seeing slowdowns too Uh, I think it was uh, Apple had a 5% drop off um, this quarter What, what is happening is that the IT market is getting to a mature level point. So you had for years and years and years, these big tech companies were paying astronomical amounts for people to come and be software engineers and what have you, kind of all on this promise of potential that they really weren't sure how high it could really go. You know, is the the whole idea of like Amazon spent a phenomenal amount of money on the um you know, on the Echo program to get um echoes in everyone's houses and then it's turned out to not pay Make off. Money. But, you know, and, and as fun as it is to ridicule them for that, I mean, the truth is that people just didn't really know how much this stuff could pay off where we're where we're getting to with how we as people use technology it's starting to become much more clear how much potential there really is out there in the technology that's available and so i think it's starting to stabilize a lot and now these these especially the big guys who are just spending un godly amounts of money on R&D they're really having to tamp that down um, and they're going to be starting to drive more towards a a profit focused uh, you know operation instead which just sounds funny to say you would think that businesses should would always be in a profit focused mode but you know they really weren't for a long time well yeah and a lot of companies that are driven by their stock price are always in a constant growth mode yeah and that's why netflix you know when they realized and when the market realized holy shit we've signed up pretty much everyone on the planet who wants netflix now we need to find new ways to make money so we're going to try to break password sharing and hope that more people sign up Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna start canceling more stuff because we need to make more profits. 
Bye bye to the Witcher, Erica. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh, but, uh, and, I read and, something and, the other day. They're committed to five seasons, Alex. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and you know, especially with a company like Netflix, is we you know sometimes we hear some rumblings of what they're looking for from a show. But we really don't know for sure, and I'm sure it changes regularly as well, what makes a show considered successful on a Netflix or a Prime Video or an HBO Max or whatever. Oh, yeah, they've so, got KPIs that you've got no idea what they're and, um And because of that, you know, you end up in this weird space where you see a show come out and you go, oh, that looks interesting. Maybe I want to watch that. But then you think, hmm, I'm kind of damned if I do, damned if I don't. Because if I watch it now to give it viewership because I'm interested and then I'd end up really liking it. Well, it might just get canned after one or two or three seasons. But if I wait till it's finished because I'm not watching it, it might get canned after one or two or three seasons because no one's watching it. So you kind of create this self-fulfilling prophecy no matter what. Well, go ahead, honey. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, it's a tricky situation because um this is it's kind of uncharted territory. Um you know, one thing's for sure though. The their costs on servers and infrastructure are definitely going to have to come down over time. Um they're paying way too much for that. And that's kind of across the board. Um, and you so, because, you know, Netflix in particular, like they have these boxes distributed all across the country that basically have, you know, the whole Netflix catalog on them so that they don't have to, uh, you know, when you click on a video to on your box upstairs, it doesn't have to travel as far. And it's really smart. Um yeah, but it's, it's very expensive, expensive. Right. and you're seeing that with all these distribution platforms, Disney Plus, um, HBO Plus, everything Plus, right? Like maintaining this infrastructure is hugely expensive, and uh, and you're gonna, that's there's going to be more consolidation for that reason because not everyone is going to be willing to uh, subscribe to all of the different uh, subscription services. Well, this is well, cable again. Well, and and that's the funny thing because, you know, you talk about cable and I was reading an article that apparently a lot of executives feel, TV and, you know, movie executives feel uh, the they were making more money and their business was stronger pre-streaming. And they've, you know, all gone all in on streaming for the most part because they're all chasing growth in new markets, right? New avenues to make money. Uh, and it hasn't really worked out in most cases. You know, Disney Plus, they've lost a shitload of money on it. Um, all in the name of gaining new subscribers, right? And we really don't know if that'll work out for them in the end. No. Well, because there's, there's a dirty secret that everyone knows, which is that 
you can't grow the way you've been growing forever. And it has been the truth of tech the whole time. It's just, you know, it had this ludicrous up curve, right? Sure. But it's got to flatten out. And, uh, you know, in defense of some of these companies, there just wasn't enough information. You didn't know what consumer habits were going to be around streaming services. You just knew that all your competitors were doing it. And you wanted to be in the space. And, yeah, you got to compete. Um, so now that they have a better idea of what consumers are going to, or how consumers are going to behave, they'll make adjustments. And they'll, they'll level it out. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it really ends up being, you know, that, you know something more akin to what cable was. You know, back in well, especially when there's enough consolidation. Yeah, and that <laughs> isn't inherently a, a terrible thing. It's not a you know, there's the more you know, more choice is generally better for consumers. Um, but the market can only support so many choices. I will also say though. Choice is always good. I don't want to be shoehorned into one thing, but in the entertainment space, like what were we watching the other day? We watched the Weird Al Yankovic movie, mm-hmm. which was a delight, by the way. Mm. But like we're watching on Roku, and they're like, "Ooh, MGM Plus, all the great MGM movies." Like that doesn't need to exist. That's not a. Th- we don't need a separate MGM Plus. Yeah, ideally. I don't need a separate. Paramount Plus. I don't need a separate HBO Max. I, the, the what was great was when it was really just Netflix or Hulu, and everyone was just on Hulu, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even like I'm not going for like new stuff. I just I don't want. I wasn't able to watch Lost that week for whatever fucking reason. Oh, I can watch it online. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And if I paid a little more, maybe you won't get commercials. Great all i want well it's all i want there's definitely way too many streaming services and as i i always think especially in a time where it seems like there's a recession looming with the prices of so many things going up dramatically and people are kind of tightening the purse strings uh you're always kind of driven to piracy i feel like because it's just so much more cost effective than subscribing to 17 different streaming services well, and, not only and then that, you may as well just have cable. But they're taking you're like you're taking stuff down. I know you said that they're doing that off of HBO Max to sell it to other streaming services, right? Mm-hmm. But still, okay, I subscribe to HBO Max for for sake of argument so I can watch Westworld whenever the hell I want. They're taking that down. Yeah, their own content. Okay, well, fuck off. I'm either going to steal it or I'm going to buy the Blu-rays and then I'm going to get rid of HBO Max. So yeah. where does that leave you then? It It's... It'll be very interesting to see where what the landscape is. I, in about, I'd say in five years, where we're at with it. Because I think it is going to be dramatically different. Well, and the other thing I'd like to get back to, too, is you were talking about, I don't want to get into a show because, you it know, might get canceled. it might get canceled. So many things on that, like, older on TV, 
you needed more than a season to like grow into what you were right we were talking about it on an old uh, episode too. I was thinking I was listening to the one that we on ninety nine where we were talking about how you you may have one say clanker of a, a season of TV, but if you got a second season, you, you could write you have this a, shit. Yeah, you, you have, could, a, chance have a chance to learn from your mistakes and right. and mm-hmm. get public feedback. What did and people maybe, like? Why did they it'll... want her to climb that tree? Let's. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll open their your eyes to some other possibilities or some other avenues you could take. If you're not sitting there, I'll stress the fuck out. Like, okay, we've got the one season, and if it's not. What yeah. everybody wants it to be, we're not going to be able to do this anymore. Well, and, you know, you mentioned climbing of the great tree. <laughs> and I saw Phil Spencer, the head of gaming at Microsoft. He did an interview the other day talking about a bunch of different stuff. And, of course, one of the things they asked him about was, you know, um, The Last of Us started on HBO. And it's been mm-hmm. I haven't watched any of it yet, but it seems like people love it. All I have heard uh, and granted, I am relegated to the the wilds of Tumblr these sure. days, especially after the last episode. Everybody's all in on the Last of Us. Yeah, it seems like people are very happy with it, and even people who aren't into video games are very happy with it. Um, and so, you know, Phil Spencer was asked, you know, here's a show. <laughs> this show is great. This Why show is great. Suck? You know, does that put more pressure on you guys going forward to really deliver with something like the Halo show or other properties you might try to adapt? And, you know, he gave whatever PR speak answer he gave because Phil is extremely good at that stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, to me, you've got if you think about Halo, not just the TV series, but the whole property. um, It's so strange how poorly it's been handled for so long now as in theory the top property that microsoft has right but has it gotten to a point where it's like these fucking uh, cheeto dust finger idiots will buy whatever we we put into the pig trough i don't think that's true though Oh no, I'm asking. Because right? it, no, is that the but, case no, where I, it's I like it's like a Madden I and I can just give you whatever the fuck every yeah, year but I and don't you'll think buy it anyway? Yeah, so I don't think that's what's going on though, and I hope sure hope that isn't the mindset, because it certainly seems like Halo Infinite is a failure. And it's I would assume that they know it's a failure, and it seems like there's a massive pivot happening at three four three who's in charge of the Halo games. Because they laid off a bunch of people. Like when you read, um, did you read how Microsoft laid out laid off ten thousand people? Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a lot of people were laid off from three four three, and well, essentially, well, right, and I agree with that. But you know, essentially, um, you know, Halo Infinite. I I've played a good amount of the multiplayer. I've played the campaign co op with my friends, and the campaign was okay was okay it certainly doesn't lead up live up to the really strong halo campaigns right well Um, didn't you also say it's open world yeah so even if you put aside the open world stuff and let's just say you go from main mission to main mission and you just go through on the story there you know i enjoyed um some of it right uh you know i thought master chief was very and is very interesting character in this game and there was an ai that was very interesting um but any, you know, without, you know, if anyone cares out there, I won't go into spoilers or something because it's not really that important to talk about anyway. But 
you know, it was okay. But, you know, for your flagship property, you should not be putting out okay. It should be excellent. And it shouldn't even be released if it's less than excellent. I would agree with that. I think I don't have a problem, and I don't. I, I think I speak for Bob with this too, where if you need to hold on to the game for a little while longer to make sure that it's where it needs to be, I'd yeah. rather you wait the six months and, and, than you know, give me garbage. Yeah. And when you talk about the Halo Infinite multiplayer, you know, what's the goal when you make a game free to play? The goal is to drive up the player base because you're making it easily accessible and then hopefully they'll buy your battle passes or your microtransactions or whatever, right? And you have a strong, stable money flow. Right. And that did not happen with Halo Infinite. So the game is a, just a total failure. I don't think it can be viewed any other way. And well, then you just, and then you you talk about the TV show which, you know, we've talked about extensively was no. fucking, fucking terrible. And then Sony comes along Knocks it and just kills it apparently with The Last of Us. Like I said, I haven't watched it, but I'm sure we'll watch it and talk about it on here at some point. Oh, I, I, once I'm waiting for it to kind of get, get closer to being closer over. to the end cuz there's a few other things we want to watch on Max. Uh, was it Avenue 5? I definitely want to rewatch um, Our Flag Means Death. I'm way the behind. The finale of Harley, uh, Harley Quinn. Yes, Harley Quinn. I'm way behind on Succession. There's a bunch of shit on there that I want to watch. And Last of Us being. is uh, Was Avenue 5, was that the comedy on the ship? With on Hugh Laurie. Yeah. yeah and Josh uh, Gad. I've watched it. It's not great. You were. We really liked the first season. I remember you not really liking the first season. Yeah, it was okay. We dug it, and it's I not super it. long either, right? It's no, what? no. It was it was it was six episodes, tight. if yeah. Um, but yeah, it it really is to me. It would be embarrassing that Sony comes along and just you know fucking hits a grand slam, well, and Microsoft's out here you know hitting into a ground rule double, floundering into the, in the dark, but it, making the little clover chains in right field. It, I don't think it's that 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 difficult. Well, and they do have a chance to fix it. Mm-hmm. They do. They could write the ship. We don't know. It seems they unlikely, could. but... You don't know. I'd we like it to be good. Don't know. We, I don't know that you can give them the benefit of the doubt, because there were... And we don't have to talk about this again. But there were moments in season one that were like, oh, maybe okay. The, maybe this show's turning around. Maybe we're, we're turning a corner, because it's then, just like... And it turned out it and wasn't. And then, no. <laughs> So it's like, do I have high hopes? Absolutely not. Do I have... I, I don't really give a shit about the Halo franchise, so it doesn't hurt me in the way that it hurts you. It doesn't hurt me. I just think it's embarrassing. You, you know what I mean. Not like... Oh yeah, I don't... It, it, I'm like you. I really don't care. I just want a good game or a good TV show or whatever. And, you know, do I like Halo? Yeah, I like Halo, so I'd like it to be good rather than trash. You know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be. I think we talked about this last time, too. Not every show has to be. And she should climb that tree. She should a thousand percent climb that tree. Not so everything Erica has to be Tumblr. prestige television, right? Not everything has to be the greatest thing ever. Right. I am fine with some mediocre to good shows. That's that I don't have to be like overly invested in that. The brain rot doesn't have to set in. Because that's exhausting for me, Alex. I can really only handle one of those shows at a time. Or one of those well, things at a time. <laughs> sure. Two, you, yeah. I, I, I just, who has the time? Who has the time? So, yeah. Well, I, there's, 
there's so much TV out there, and and I think that so much, so just like an unbelievable amount that if you're not good, you're you're done. Like there's not really a space for mediocre television. I don't even know that I agree with that because I think that. As long as somebody that I I know, like I went up to Sass with that shit house uh, Prodigal Son show. That was mm-hmm. not a good show. That was a bad show. But I was like, this is kind of terrible in that way that we like terrible things. Mm-hmm. You should watch this so we can <clears throat> we can mock this together. Mm-hmm. But it got canceled. It did. Yes. Yeah. So. Right. But I had two seasons. <laughs> but look of at look at NCIS. Well, NC- that's just NCIS has is, been on forever. Right, this is the show that because are because I, law I mean, order man. I mean, there's also there's also just we talk about like whether something is 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 good or bad, kind of a lot of the time from the perspective of do we think that it is a a quality production? Sure, but in reality, that doesn't really matter. That doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is whether or not people want to keep watching it over and over again. Well, and let's be real. I will sit the fuck down. You've seen it happen, and I will watch. Not so much anymore. But Law & Order SVU? Yeah. Light it up. Let's go. And because it, because it, it fills a need. It's comforting. It's easy. It's not hard. You're not hard. thinking about it. You're just sitting watching it. You know, and, and there's, there's space for that. And, there, and arguably, I think that's what most of television is you know when you you've got too much stuff out there that's trying to be prestige tv you got too much stuff that's trying to be too clever for its own good and or and it's missing the beats of what could make it successful halo why did he why did he take his helmet off why alex why but it would have made more sense if it was like an actor you knew right (laughs) but it's just like this guy, but it, it's it's just like it, there. It, it's it's an incredibly competitive space, mm-hmm. and it, you you're 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 working against a a global marketplace. Real, I mean, for us, it's essentially national marketplace. Um, we we have some international, but you know, so it's not like you can be the popular show in Chicago. It doesn't really fly. You're no, working no. against the whole country, so you need to fill. You need to fill a niche. You need to fill, yeah. and you need to, and you need to make your numbers, whatever those, yeah, nebulous numbers are. I don't know what the fuck they are. I mean, I think there's, and you have to have some. You do have to have that, that kind of. I'm gonna call it a groundswell of support. And I'll point to Our Flag Means Death again, because that was a show that I think they released a trailer for that really didn't tell you what was coming. I just saw it and I was like, ooh, funny pirate show with uh, uh, Murray from fucking Flight of the Concords. Awesome. I'm going to watch that. That sounds funny. And then it hits you with what it actually is. But to see that sort of tidal wave of fandom that had, or like the, maybe a tsunami is a better way of putting it. Because it's that that initial cause, and then this just this wave fucking coming at you, and without that, and that word of mouth, would that show have gotten a second season? 
they made it hoping they would because it ends in a way that's like, yeah. I hope they get picked up for season two. But this was definitely not something HBO thought of as like a prestige show where they're like right. already in talks to have like season two and then like the option for season three or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, we'll throw it up there. We'll see what's up. And yeah. I think HBO is usually pretty good with letting people tell their story unless the numbers are truly dog shit. Mm-hmm. You're John in Cincinnati's. Or if you're Westworld and your production budget is bonkers. There's also that, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But Or if you're poor Rome. Rome was just. Was that who I was talking about? It. That's right. Uh, they, when Rome, we get HBO Rome, Max, Rome, I'm rewatching Rome. Rome that show was, was fucking Rome great. was before its time. It if was. Rome would have came out five or ten years later, it would have gone for like eight seasons, and it would have been a crazy success. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because as it stood, it was only what Kev- two. Kevin McKidd was incredible on that show. His he's got like righteous anger down. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a skill, but uh, Alex. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's definitely on the old uh, to rewatch because I haven't seen that since it aired originally, and that was from um, that like Sopranos era where it was mm-hmm. like before you had HBO Go and you could go back and rewatch stuff. You had sure. to go and get the uh, the DVDs box sets, um, which yeah. was a great gift for the parents and, for the holidays. And we would always give about... them the Sopranos. And you talk about, you know, mature markets, and you're talking about cell phones, and the problem there, and it's obvious, is there's no, there's nothing interesting in these markets. There's no reason to buy a phone unless something happens to yours, because... I mean, that's where I'm at. If you, yeah, if you have a, you know, mid to top end phone from the last five years, let's say, your phone's great. And yep. unless you do something to screw it up, it's going to stay great. And and the most likely thing that's been you know going to become a problem is the battery eventually. But you could just replace the battery mm-hmm. if you really want to. You don't need a whole new phone. Mm-hmm. And especially when they just keep driving up the prices of phones, where you know your top end phones are anywhere from eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars. That's fucking ridiculous. Especially when you have mid-range phones that are $400 or $500 that are great. And they have no real problems. You know, it's just people convincing themselves, ooh, I need the shiny new toy. And I just don't think there is that many people out there who play that game with their mind or have the money to engage in that game. Because that's the other thing. Right. Well, so there's... There's kind of this fun cycle going on with phones right now where people aren't buying as many phones. So to make the same amount of money, the price of phones needs to go up. But when you raise the price, less people buy your new top-end phone. Right. But so you're, what, what'll just keep happening is it will stable out till the point where... You know, a phone is going to cost you whatever you would pay for a laptop. And you're going to hold on to it as long as possible. And, you know, you're not going to replace it unless you have to. And that's pretty much what it's just going to be long term. You know, you might get... You might get into some situations where 
you know, they'll maybe you some people will just do like a a phone leasing program or you know, basically you end up on a plan where you're you're paying a monthly fee and well and that's what the whole bill credits shenanigans are essentially, right? They're essentially a monthly fee for your phone to lock you into service for whatever two or three years, but not really. Like it's weird. Like is you you are locked in because otherwise if you cancel you'll owe all this money on the phone. But hey, as long as you don't cancel, we'll pay for you to have that phone and stay on our service. You know, that's what yep. a lot of the carriers do now. And frankly that's I mean, the bill credit stuff is way better than what they used to do, right? Which was like, oh, pay us, you know, half the phone's value up front and we'll keep you on our service. You know, you have to stay on our service for two years or whatever and we'll pay the other half off over that time type of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the bill credit stuff is a much better, you know, solution from a consumer perspective. Um but that being said, I just don't think there's a reason to buy a phone. I mean, unless, you know, unless you go out, even if you shatter your screen, Erica, it's more cost effective to just get the screen replaced, you know. Oh, I've had that go- happen with this. It was, I thought, astronomically expensive. It was a couple years ago now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck happened to it, but I got this green line going right down the center. There you go. And I was just like, this shall not stand. <laughs> so I had to go get it fixed. I think it was what? Three hundred and fifty, three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Wow. Which I was very angry about, but it's better than having to buy a new phone. But it's yeah, it's better than eight hundred dollars. Exactly. So, Bob, how are your teeth not mush? How are you not on to just the gums? I have the strongest teeth on the planet of Earth. The enamel's just completely gone. I'm just. I'd love to know. Like when Bob goes to the dentist, are they just like, "What happened to you"? Nah. <laughs> what what other corporate fuckery would you like to talk about, Bob? I know you had a Bob, few things. Bob's been chewing on ice. That's why I said that, by the way. Hey, hey I like ice. He's that's leaning good. away from the mic, at least, when he does. They, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying I can't believe his teeth aren't just destroyed. Um, hold on, what did I get on the list? I got, you had a couple things. I got a couple things. Um. Usually throughout the day, as Bob is working, he'll come out to grab a snack or a drink or something, and we'll have a little, little chitty chat as if you know he was still in an office, and you mm-hmm. know you have a wander and you talk about. Oh, he's stuff. going to like yeah, he's going to like the break room. Exactly, exactly. Um, so did you see this stuff with uh, Twitter block or saying they're going to start charging for the API? Yeah, didn't they cut off access to the API for the third-party apps? Yes. Which are the good apps? Yes. That people like to use. Yes. Instead of the real Twitter app, which is trash, apparently. They'll, they'll, they'll pay for it. It'll be fine. I don't. Here's the thing. Twitter's lucky they're Twitter, man, because this would submarine anybody else. Well, see, and, and from that perspective, this is why I don't have a problem with this at all. I mean, now, hear me out. Oh, I was I was just tilting. You know, Bob's ready yeah. for the righteous indignation. No, I I'm just, saving that for the uh, no, uh, the, the license with the uh, with Wizards of the Coast. Oh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> no, so and this comes back to what we've been talking the whole time. That this tech industry is has been operating in a weird way, where the general public has been getting a lot for free. 
you get free use of Twitter. Sure, they're mining your data, they're serving you ads, but you get to use it every day for free. Yeah. No, I don't begrudge them for trying to make money. Now, you can, I, I certainly, you can argue whether or not it's the smartest way for them to make money. I won't, I won't begrudge that, that argument. But I do think it's hysterical the people who are saying, like, you, you read the comments on Ars Technica about, for this story, and it's just hilarious. And, you know, and you keep going back. You go back to when Musk took over Twitter, and everyone just keeps saying, they're, they're, this is going to be the one that kills it. This is going to be the one that kills it. No, it's not, because people just keep using Twitter. Yeah, the only thing that's going to kill it is if people just stop using Twitter. Yeah. Well, what I've I've seen is it's like it's never gonna be like that one Friday night where everybody was or was it was it a Thursday I think it was a Thursday because I was trying to watch Critical Role and enjoy my my Tumblr scrolling and everyone was like Tumblr's their Twitter is dying jump to Tumblr and it like slowed it the fuck down it made me very mad uh, I read it's not going to be an overnight sure it's going to if it does it's going to take time it is going to be a slow lingering death. If it happens at all. Well, I, yeah, I just always think it's so funny where you'll get the people who are like, Twitter's dying and Twitter sucks and I hate Twitter as they post on Twitter. Yeah. It's like, why? Just don't use it. That's the just. This is the easiest way for all these platforms. If there's a platform you don't like, if there's a video game you don't like, if there's a TV show you don't like, a movie, whatever... The only way you're going to get your message across is to not engage with it. Not even yep. getting your message across? Just for your own mental health. Yeah, well, that too. You don't, have to, you don't have to watch everything. You don't have to read every tweet. You don't have to be on every app. You don't have to be abreast of all of the goings on. Take yeah, a step back and, and prioritize. You know what you realize? I, I hope people would realize anyway. I've never been in the particular trap of... That whole feedback cycle that happens on Twitter, especially if you have a lot of people following you, uh, is, you know, where you get all this constant white noise of people disagreeing with you. You put out a take and then they either disagree with you, you get the people that agree with you. And it's like this serotonin hit, right? And people get addicted to that. Mm -hmm. They just, to me, you know... Just get away from it. You don't need all the stress that's going to come to you eventually because it's only a matter of time. It's going to happen. You can't avoid it. Because when you have, it doesn't matter. It's like one of those things, right, where if someone is constantly telling you, you're a bad person, you're a bad person, you're a bad person, even if you're Jesus Christ himself, you're going to start thinking. You're going to start thinking, oh my God, I'm a bad person. If you're told you're a piece of shit every day, yeah, you're going to start believing. Yeah. And, and the only, it's like people have to get away from all that toxic bullshit that exists on all these platforms. I mean, you know, it's like you're talking about the comments on Ars Technica, and I'm sure that's a lot better than most places. But if I had a Twitter account and I had a decent following or something, God, man, I'd probably be like paying someone to moderate my Twitter well, so I, I wouldn't have to see all the trash. do if you have any kind of a platform and it's like they're not sitting there sifting through that shit themselves. You know, I, it's like I just don't I just don't care what Joe Jabroni thinks, you know, Joe Jabroni. I Joe Jabroni. Nice. Um, you keep I, using that word and it's awesome. <laughs> 
but I, I just don't care. You know, it's the same thing. Like I use Reddit. Reddit is basically the only social media thing that I use, but I really just use Reddit as a news aggregator or um, like to maybe find out information about a particular game or something. I'm not using it to, I don't like, I think I've maybe posted an actual like thing on Reddit, like five times ever, you know, like I don't use it to engage with people cause I don't give a shit what some asshole out there thinks about the Halo TV show. See, I, I come have... to you to get my bad takes. <laughs> I don't need my bad takes on Reddit. Well, that's what I think. And some people, they just don't have that, right? Like, I feel like we are lucky enough not only to have this as an outlet for shit, but sure. I've got my little group of, like, in real life nerd friends who mm-hmm. I can talk about this shit with. And if they aren't into it, they will listen to me rant at them. Uh, you've got people like that. I'm assuming that you have people like that. You know that. what, Erica? I need access to you and your friend's Discord so I can come on there and have more people watch anime. Yeah. I'm going to fix the world. You're, you're not, no. Damn it. <laughs> you are not allowed on the Discord. Trust me, you don't want to be on. You don't want to be I, I don't, on there. I was just going to post something and then disconnect immediately. <laughs> I wasn't going to actually like read anything. I'm just going to be like, watch this, and then I'll show up another three weeks later. Watch this. I'm just thinking about what we were discussing earlier. You don't, you don't, you don't need to be on there, Alex. It's not a thing you need to be on. But that's the thing, though. Bad I have are a, happening. I have a cultivate. <laughs> I have a cultivated nerd space. Sure. Not only there, but on Tumblr, if somebody posts something, I'm like, well, that's fucking stupid. Hey, guess what? Unfollowed. And I don't have to look at your shit anymore. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, that person's a turf. Block them. I don't need to see this shit. But I think that's another thing that people don't understand that you need to do. And we've talked about this on the show before. Is you need to cultivate your online experience. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like that. So. Don't engage with it. Don't engage with it. Block it. Get don't follow the person. Block the person. Don't actively seek it out. That's well, what here, I don't get. Here's what I would tell. Like, and this is going to be a problem you guys are going to have to deal with sooner rather than later. You know, if you have children who are just starting to get to that age where maybe they're online, right? They maybe they have a cell phone. Uh, they want to use Twitter or whatever else you guys are going to have to deal with. Say five to ten years from now or yeah, something I'm not looking forward to it the, the what i would tell my children would be hey just don't be on anything social media because there's only you're only going to end up having a negative experience there's no chance you're going to end up having a positive experience where that might be true though alex all their friends are going to be on it, and they want to be on it. They want to be I on know, it with their friends. I know, and it's only going to yeah. lead to bad results. I, I completely agree with you, but if you say, I don't want you on Facebook, it's bad, and all of their friends are on Facebook, Oh yeah, and, and they're going to find a way to be on and, Facebook. And no, and I wouldn't put it like that. I wouldn't be like, hey, you can't. Well, no, because the instant you tell somebody yeah, no, it's that's, like, well, they, fuck you, yeah, I'm going to do that's it that's anyway. The, right. That's the golden grail. I'm, then, I'm well-versed in that. Um, but I would just, you know, I would just say, hey, and, look, hey you should do this. Fuck you, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, you would like this show. Fuck you. You don't know what I like. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Hey, hey, Erica, when we get off this podcast, uh, can, we, can we plan a time where I can come over to get you started on a new thing? You got to let me finish by family. 
It's going to be months from now. No, it's not. It's going to be months from I've now. I plowed through, what, five episodes the other night? It's, what, okay. 26 episodes? All right. Well, since you brought it up, let's talk about Spy Family. Sure. Why don't you give me your thoughts so far? Uh, the theme song is fucking great. Um, both the the ending animation and the opening animation are wonderful. It's delightful. What did oh, you call it? Super wholesome. It's oh, very yeah. wholesome. Oh, it's wholesome. I'm enjoying myself. And the and the second intro when you get to it is even better. Oh, outstanding. No, I'm I'm enjoying myself thoroughly. What's what's happened so far uh, in five episodes? Is is Anya in the school yet? She just she just had like her orientation day. So okay. she has punched the little uh, oh, uh, the, punch was the kid amazing. in the face. That was hysterical. <laughs> um, yeah, anytime she you got, got a, little- she got a lesson from your <laughs> uh, the episode before that though with the oh they're so elegant that the was one, funny. that was hysterical every every situation Lloyd had planned out an extra pair of clothes yeah. or what he was gonna yeah. do hysterical. he was like three three steps ahead and you've got the headmaster or whatever just like so elegant <laughs> well then yeah the douchebag headmaster mm-hmm. like making the kid cry. Like, oh, there was a mosquito there. Well, and you see, and right before that, you see your. She starts to get her hand ready, yeah. and she's seconds away from killing yes, everyone in yes. that room. So the, uh, uh, I don't know that it's found family necessarily, but the found family of it all is mm-hmm. is a trope I enjoy. So I've been digging that thoroughly. Yeah, I I like um with the uh, she made him go uh, as Lloyd Man. That was adorable. With the castle and the whole big thing oh, to save was the great. princess. That was another great... See, this is the funny thing because as you find out throughout the series, of course, like somehow for being the greatest spy in the world, Lloyd does not seem to be aware that like all he seems to understand about Yor is Yor is like really nice, but also insanely strong. <laughs> like... I, yeah, some, when she's like wailing on him during that. And then and, and, and that castle thing, yeah, she's drunk and she's punching him and kicking him a little bit. And he's like, if this continues, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and she just like falls over and passes out. That was but, hysterical. Um, no, like you're, yeah, I mean, like she, the, it's the second episode where the guy is jumping on Lloyd and Lloyd's like, oh shit, I can't dodge it. And you're like kicks him across the universe. Yeah, that was pretty great. And, and there's a lot of I've seen people joking around. Your might be a Saiyan. <laughs> like, it's possible. It's like a weird crossover. I don't know. I'm only six episodes no, in. And you've only you've only seen like the tip of the iceberg on some of the shenanigans that they're going to get up to. I'm it's, thoroughly enjoying it, so I'm planning on finishing out the season. Yeah, it's just like a super. It's like a, it's funny. It's not like hilarious or anything, but it's consistently funny. Um, it's fun it's a fun show it's very yeah it's very wholesome it's very cute um yeah and like i said i've been digging it thoroughly and it's nice honestly because i haven't watched aside from you know flipping on one punch man here and there over the last god only knows how many years it's been nice to like watch some anime again Mm -hmm. same with uh uh i just picked up um after christmas the first two trades of uh it's called superman's son of uh, kal-el and it's the story of um it through some fucking convoluted insane comics way uh superman and lois i think it's them have a kid and he's taking on the mantle of superman mm-hmm. and that's been fun 
And I got the added bonus, which I didn't realize, is he's bi and has a boyfriend in the sh- in the uh, comic, and Uh-oh. it pissed a bunch of people off. Oh, there you go. Which I love. That makes me very happy. <laughs> oh, we pissed off some some impotent nerd boys. I will buy this book until it is no longer available. <laughs> Spite, Alex. Uh, it's a power, powerful a motivator. Huge, hugely powerful motivator. Oh, I... Um... Yeah, well, since you since you mentioned uh, Superman, let's see, DC came out, and you know James Gunn and whatever his name is, Peter Safran Sufan or whatever, something. I, I'm I like, know. you need yeah. to remember this man's name, at least the last name, <laughs> so that we're not but, like, well, James Gunn over here. Like, no, there's a whole other man. There's another yeah. man there. But they they basically announced this slate of stuff they have in development in theory, and I mean. Look, I was reading about some of it, and it basically kind of read like, okay, we've got some ideas. <laughs> like, maybe maybe this stuff will happen, maybe sure. it won't, sure. but we have some ideas. And look, I mean... Well, you're starting legitimately... From the ground. From up. the ground. Yeah. And I know they're doing this Flash thing, but I, I have know. to believe that it's there's... It's crazy that that's not being canceled. There has to be some sort of legal reason... Why our contractual thing? Why they cannot be done with Ezra Miller? Because you've jettisoned everyone else. So well, why and, them? And you you made this Batgirl movie. It was done, <laughs> and you just decided we're just throwing that into the vault, never to see the light of day. No, right. and that's so weird to me. And I understand that was probably made on a much smaller budget than this flash movie was and i get that that maybe it's easier to just eat that one and say okay fuck it either it's not good or it's not what we want or whatever happened i the not because it it, like what you you have released there's no way it's worse than batman v superman that bad yeah i just can't imagine it was so bad to be unreleasable but whatever let's just say for the sake of argument it is but i was telling bob the other day where i was just kind of there has to be some They've got to keep Ezra Miller on for some reason, some contractual thing, because everybody else is gone. Or yeah. or they've just spent so much money making that movie that they feel like they need to see some return. Maybe, but I can't imagine they're going to be involved going forward. I would think you would. he would be done after this movie. It would be amazing if he wasn't, because he just can't seem to stop stepping in it. They. They. Okay. Well, I keep forgetting because I just don't care about they. I understand. But just yeah. a person out there doing stupid shit hey, as far as I could tell. we got the pronouns. We try to use the proper pronouns. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't even, it's, I don't even think about it. So it's like, you know, Ezra Miller never enters my mind. <laughs> but So I completely forgot to tell you the truth. No worries. Um, but I just, yeah, I just don't. It's like, look, I'd rather they go cast the Flash from the CW show. I mean, that guy that, was good. Honestly, was the one thing that I was like, oh, okay, because he said in whatever I forget where I I read the article, but he was like uh, uh, James Gunn and Peter S last name Sufran or, or, or whatever yeah. said that there needs to be consistency across the different like platforms, like yeah. You can't have somebody playing the Flash on a TV show and then have a completely different person playing them in the in the movies. Like they want, if they're gonna do that, they want it to be the same person. Well, and I, 
I mean, that's interesting because if you're going to do it that way, I would think that would lead to less well-known actors have been in certain roles because I'm kind of okay with that. No, though, and Alex. that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, no, that doesn't bother me. If you find the right person, I don't care who it is, um, you know, well-known or not or whatever, but I, or even if it's like uh, cause they had a Superman showing up on that Supergirl show, right? Right. But that was a different person. No, that's what I'm saying. It was a different actor. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, maybe it's not, maybe you have like a booster gold fucking show, like a C tier hero. And then like, I don't know, the fucking uh, uh, Green Lantern shows up or the Green Arrow shows up and it's whoever plays them in the movies. Shit like that. It's like. Yeah. Well, and that's what they kind of did on. If you remember Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, they would have people show up from the movies, but it was like the D tier people, you know, it was like uh, Sif from Thor Sif, yeah, showed Sif up. showed up. Yeah. Exactly. Like people that uh, don't have anything going on. And right. We don't have to pay them. You know, they're making you're nothing. cheap. <laughs> yeah. can, we, can, we, can we steal you for the day? And they could advertise it on TV. Right. Oh, look who's showing up on Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Exactly. So, but yeah, but if you go cast Robert Downey Jr., as someone, he's not going to show he's up and do a TV. TV season. Not cheap anyway. No. But I do think if you're trying to build a consistent universe, which it sounds like is what they want, yeah. then you have to have some consistency. Well, yeah, no, and I, I am totally fine with that. You know, to, And look, they have these streaming services. They need to make content to put on them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, it's like, James Gunn has never really done anything bad in recent memory. You know, I can't speak for his whole career, but if we're talking about the past 10 years, they've all been hits. There's no misses, mm-hmm. right? All the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, uh, Peacema- Peacemaker. Yeah, Peacemaker. I always forget if it's Peacemaker or Peacekeeper. Peacemaker. Um, the new Justice League, or not Justice League, um, the... What's Suicide the, Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah that was very good. Um, so there's really been no misses. Because what I think he kind of seems to get in a way that maybe other folks at DC don't is it's a comic book movie. It's supposed to be a little stupid. Now, like having Starro as the... Right, uh, as the big bad. Right, that's fucking great. Like that's... I, I want that in my comic book yeah. movie. I don't need so silly. No, it was so fucking stupid. And, it was great, wasn't it? But now the question would be all those things we're talking about, that's James Gunn when he just gets to work on that thing. Sure. How is James Gunn going to do when his attention is split between 10, 15 projects? Sure. And is he writing some of them? Maybe. Uh, is he just overseeing some of them? Probably, or maybe giving some general direction. I would assume he's probably going to be involved, and you can't be right 100% of the time, right? Sometimes stuff just isn't going to work. But I would imagine you're going to hire people that you trust to execute the job that you want them to execute. And I would hope with him especially, I'm hiring ex-director because they have a, a vision for something we're hiring you for a reason go and execute that and I will try not to get my greasy fingers all in it and make it not feel like a you movie Well, if that it, makes any sense and what's interesting is they're moving like uh, what's his face who was Aquaman uh, Jason Momoa He's not going to be Aquaman anymore, but he's going to be someone else. They're looking at, because they like working with him. 
And this is the thing with Mr. Henry, is I think it's... Well, maybe his asking price is too high. Asking price might be too high, but it also might be... Might be a little hard to work with, bro. Maybe. I, I mean, I feel like I read what James Gunn said about Cavill, and he seemed rather... It was it was complimentary. I mean, it was like... Oh, hey, I don't think he was... I'm just kind of looking at I, yeah. I'm looking at things as a whole, not just what he said, just sort of... Yeah, but if you... If holistically. You at, if you look at what he said, you know, he was basically talking about how he got jerked around... And, and, and well, and I of, agree with that a thousand percent. And it kind did. of, it did to me. And what have I been saying on this podcast? It felt like a left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing situation, right? I so personally have, think. Oh, go ahead. Well, you have some people at at, at whoever WB HBO whatever. Uh, you know, it's WB, right? Is the parent yeah. company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're off there, and someone goes. Oh, we want Cavill to be Superman. Like someone just makes that decision, right? So they sign him to something. And then over here, someone else goes, well, actually, we're rebooting the whole thing and starting over and we're bringing in James Gunn and Peter Safran to oversee the whole project, right? And, and the get... person on the left goes, uh, well, what the fuck? We just had him announce that he's Superman again and now you're fucked. Oh, I 1,000% agree that he definitely got jerked around with it. I'm just, we like Jason Momoa. We're going to look for a place for him. Sure. I don't know. I mean, being... I don't know. I'm not there. I have no idea. I'm I'm making wild assumptions. Being liked is... I've... All the people I've worked with, I've worked with people who are extremely good at what they do, very intelligent, but pains in the ass to work with. Maybe being liked is the wrong phrase I'm using. I think there's an easy, an easy to work with, good at their job, is probably what I'm trying to express instead of a general liked. Finish your thought. I, well, sorry. what I'm saying is like, but if people like working with you, and the, you know, the you, your management likes you, like, they go out of their way to try to find spots for you, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's. It, you have to be competent, but, you know, but, like, peop- there is truth to that. Now, I don't think if he was pulling numbers, they would care one iota if he's a pain in the ass. Well, I we've had this discussion before, too. Does he pull numbers? Well, we've talked about that with The Rock, of course, and, and that's the reality of The Rock. If Black Adam would have came out and it would have been an insane success, you wouldn't have read those stories about him pushing his tequila or whatever other bullshit was going on. Uh, they would because just been like, all a big PR they, game. Right, they, they would have just been like, great, we're doing Black Adam too, baby. We made $400 million, you know? Um, but that didn't happen and they either like, you know, broke even or lost money right around that area. And so, well, fuck him and we're going to run the smear campaign and run him out of town sort of situation. Right. And it's just, it all, it's all that matters at the end of the day is results. It's like a wide receiver in football. If you're catching, if you're catching a hundred catches for 1500 yards, you can do whatever the fuck you feel like. But the sexually moment, assault as many women yeah, as you please doesn't matter yep. straight up doesn't matter but the moment your production starts to fall off 
Now you're a diva. You're a pain in the ass. Well, what is you it always? Locker room what do we say? It always comes down to. It always comes down to money. Are you making me money? Great. Yeah. I will overlook anything. And I, I, that's the thing. There's there's that there's that delicate balance to strike though. If because as long as you're because if you are well liked, they will try to take care of you. But if you're just a pain in the ass. Better and, never, and, better never lose your popularity. And, and look, maybe, maybe they just feel like, for all we know right now, maybe they felt like a certain character is just suited for Momoa, and they don't have a character in mind right now that they feel like, oh, Henry Cavill is this guy. Oh, sure. And if you think about someone like, who's someone else that we know James Gunn loves working with? Batista. Now. Does that Ooh, now let's get Batista now, up in there? Sorry. I'm sure James Gunn would love to find a role for Batista, but maybe they don't have something that he currently fits into. Well, or Batista maybe might they also do. not be able to because he's working with Marvel. maybe he's maybe he's well, he's about to be done with that, though. Oh, I guess that's true. And, uh, you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to do more of the superhero stuff. Uh, maybe he wants is, to do a buddy cop comedy with Momoa. <laughs> does he? A lethal weapon style. That'd be amazing. (laughs) Look at Erica. She's never been so happy. That would make me really happy. He's in that new M. Night Shyamalan movie, which I heard was actually quite good. And he's very good in it. It doesn't surprise me. Dude's a good fucking actor, though. He is without a doubt the best wrestler turned actor. Oh, yeah. That's not even even like an argument you can Um, have. And... Though, you know, give Cena some time. No, I, I think Cena's got a hope. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, there is some similarity, though, to me when you think about a Momoa and a Batista because it seems like Momoa, everything you see is that he's extremely well-liked and he doesn't put up with bullshit and he takes care of the other people that are around him. You know, I remember reading... That story when he was on Game of Thrones with, um, is it Amelia Clark? Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Yeah. And she was doing a lot of nudity she wasn't comfortable with. And I think he was the one coming up to her and was like, you can say no. You don't have to take off your top every single time they ask you to. You Push can back. say no. You can say, I don't understand why I need to be topless for this scene. You can take control of this. And she took that to heart, and that's why you, as that show went on, she did way less nudity, if you remember. Like, the first season, she spends that whole season fucking topless, getting raped. Like, that's that whole season. You remember that first season? Yeah. And then that didn't really happen anymore for a long time, if you remember. She started speaking up for herself, yeah. And, you know, that's interesting, right, that, like, another actor comes up to you, and they're like, hey, this isn't right. Like, this isn't how it is. You can say no. And it seems like Batista is very much well-liked in that certain way. Maybe not in the exact same way. And I'm sure both of them have their personal failings, right? You know, and everyone's not perfect. Well, and the whole thing is everything that you read about anybody, anything that you may think about an actor, is all just a very carefully curated PR. And, and And that's part of it with someone like a Batista right now, right? Is someone out there is doing a great job of saying, oh, wow, look, he's the best wrestler turned actor he's taken on all these roles that he's just killing every single time and yeah maybe he's not the star of the movie maybe, maybe he not have to be though 
maybe he's not the main guy, but he's taking what he's given and he's running with There's it. There's something right? to be said for a solid character actor. That that's yeah. that's the that to me that's where you want to be. Well, and also oh, yeah. and also someone like a Batista who can have a presence that isn't just about the fact that he's big. Yeah. I was going to say something else and now I don't remember what it was. But I mean, look, it's like, look, when you talk about the DC stuff, though, hey, at least there's hope now that there's a plan and maybe they can move in a better direction and build towards the future. Right. And and we're not going to see this stuff paying off anytime. soon. Oh, no, we're years out Um, from because I think they're just in like the planning stages. And you you know what? That's okay, Right. Because everyone's in that superhero overflow right now where it's just okay. there's way too much of this. We need a break. We need something new. And hopefully they can come up with some different twists because so many of these Marvel movies, they're just so cookie cutter. Like they're just throwing them out at you and they all look like the same movie. But I don't think you need them to be anything more than that. I think the problem that I had with Marvel Marvel, is it got to be to the point where um, I felt like I like watching something. I felt like I was missing something because I hadn't watched every last piece of Marvel cinema uh, or all the TV shows. You needed the little editor uh, box where you're like, ooh, see issue, whatever the fuck. Right. And it's like, I, I get like, I get that you want to get as much of my attention as possible because that's how you make money. But if you push too far, I can't tell you the last time I've watched a Marvel thing. Well, theme. it stopped being fun and it started being homework. Yeah. And I'm not doing homework. And and I, I hope with whatever Gunn and Petey, uh, Petey. Put, put together. Big P. Big P. Uh, you know, it's like, don't. Don't yes, rush. Don't rush. Don't. Don't make it. Don't make me feel like. If I miss one property, I'm missing, you know, I can't enjoy what I'm here paying money to see today. And as long as you do that, that I think will long term engage your audience better. Well, and get someone and I think Gunn is writing the Superman movie. And I I do genuinely hope that he actually, you know, understands the character. I just hope we don't get another Superman movie where like a million people die. <laughs> that would that would be preferable, just from a Superman movie perspective. Like you could even Goku is like, yeah, let's let's move it, let's move it out well, of the city limits, and, and shall you know we? What, and you know what else? And this would be some advice if if someone you know if whoever is big roided up ex wife that's managing the Rock, um, if if she were listening, you know what I would tell her. X no, misses the rock. Yeah, X misses the rock. <laughs> please, please tell the rock it's okay to get beat up on screen sometimes. Well, this is this and is the lose, problem. And and lose a fight because you know what people like when the baby face gets stronger and overcomes the odds to be to win to win the day. You know what I mean. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Yeah. No, thousand percent, Alex. At the end of this, and let's bring it back to The Witcher, this next book that they're doing for this season, the end of that book, yeah, that is 
basically exactly what happens. And it's okay, we gotta come back. We gotta come back from the thing. Let's go. And it's great. Well, look at, uh, look, I mean, right off the top of my head, you want to talk about a superhero property. You know, and I know a lot of people like to shit on The Dark Knight Rises, but I still think that was a great movie. I enjoy the shit out of it. And what happens in The Dark Knight Rises? Bane literally picks him up over his head and breaks his back over his knee. Batman is decimated, thrown into a prison cell at the bottom of a hole, and has to rebuild himself from scratch to come back to save the day, right? It's okay (laughs) if you get beat up a little bit. Fucking people love Dragon Ball Z. Goku got his ass beat like 50 times. You gotta you gotta be able to take a punch, man. Yeah. You gotta be able to go down. It's it's okay. It's all right. No one's gonna think any less of you, Mister the Rock. Yeah, and, but but you know, and you know, but you t- you know, we're making like the John Cena joke, but you know that was one of the worst things about John Cena is he would go out and he would lose a match and then act like it didn't bother him. Like that was oh, the you- major issue yeah. among other things with the John Cena super face run for however yeah. long, ten years yeah. at least, but. Because yeah, nothing mean, mattered. Nothing mattered. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you want your hero to be furious when they're defeated, when something unjust has happened to oh. them or the people around them. Are those some odds? Yeah. It'd be I'd a like shame if I... Overcame them. Overcame them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these aren't... I'm not, like, coming up with some grand ideas No, here. this is basic-ass storytelling. This isn't... <laughs> a, that's why I always say this shit isn't hard. It really isn't that hard. Well, I mean, think about it. We bemoan all the time, and I mean the the grander we, of course, that... The grander we. The grander we. That, you know, oh, there's no original story. Everything's... We've been telling stories as a society for thousands of years. Every story has been told. It's just how you tell it. It's the trappings. Who are the characters? Who do you have playing the characters? What What are the nuances in the story? Right. What are the relationships? But that's, yeah. I, the hero's journey has been done to fucking death, and it's fine. Yeah. My whole thing is, you have years and years and years and years and years and years of comics to pull from. Just fucking like, there's some rad stuff in your history. Just adapt to that shit. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, the the fucking uh, Dark Knight Returns uh, Snyder or fucking, you know, you can build up to that bigger shit because it would be fun to see fucking like Dark Side on the screen as like the ultimate big bad of something. But we can't be shotgunning that in the second fucking movie. We need to build. Yeah. Build to that. And give me my space weirdness with the Green Lanterns. That's well, I want a good Green Lantern movie. Yeah. A good Green Lantern core movie. So, so obviously, yeah, I think there's a place for the superhero stuff, and obviously those are the big money makers generally now. Hey, as long as a movie um, is, it, just have it be but, good. But, yeah, take your time. Make some good movies. Make some great movies. That's the easiest way to make money. The What is absolutely hysterical is... So, quick aside... I'm unfortunately on Facebook because fucking running people. Um, this is my shocked face. You got any other excuses? 
it's like, God damn it, guys. Can we use something other than Facebook? Can we can we please communicate in other means other than Facebook? Just make like a Discord server for running. It just my my running club, we only operate on Facebook. Everything goes on the you want to know what's going you want to know what events we have coming up? You better be on Facebook. There's like a monthly news, newsletter <clears throat> or something, but that's all it does is guide you to Facebook. And then all of my particular running group, who I love you all, but can we use something other than fucking Facebook? Drives me nuts. Anyways. Discord's great. Use Discord. Because I'm on Facebook, um, I occasionally see dumb shit. And one of the dumb things that Facebook keeps wanting me to see for some reason uh, are these Facebook groups that are bemoaning that James Gunn is starting fresh and that they want to bring back the Snyderverse. Oh, God. Can why you, we why do you just... look at that? Those weren't good movies. They were bad. <laughs> Man of Steel is a bad movie. They want to see his vision. Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. You, you've seen the vision. You've had multiple movies with the vision. The vision is bad. <laughs> It's bad, guys. The vision is bad. And if you're, like, into it, you should fucking feel bad, okay? I'm not gonna feel bad for the fucking, like, rich-ass white man director who got to do his vision in three movies, and it was shithouse, okay? This is uh, all... Cry me a fucking river. This is all because of Deal woke with it. nonsense. Yeah, yeah, goddamn right it is. Her- woke nonsense nuked that shit. Die in a fire. Erica's over here, and she's like, you know what? It's this all good. This is the most animated she's gotten yeah, all night, you, too. You know, Erica's like, on one hand, jerk off to your deep fakes. It's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand... <laughs> I don't know that I, I gave my, my, just, my approval to that, sir. <laughs> but on the other hand, if you like those Snyder Batman movies... Fuck you. Alex, those were bad movies. Yes, I agree. Okay? And what I'm they should have just let him fucking I'm just do. Making a comparison. I know. And I timed it out with you drinking on purpose. No, no shit. <laughs> Is if you let the man just make the Dark Knight Rises and then go away forever. Because it's clearly what he wants to do. There are other Batman stories. Can we pull from those, please? Please. Can Zack Schneider just go away, period. I'd be fine with that. His vision. You got three. You got multiple movies. Yeah, you got your chance. Multiple movies. Quite, quite a lot of. The chances. guy has a style, and that's it. Zack Schneider's like the Vince Russo of making movies. He just keeps getting chances to be very bad at his job. Because it's 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 weird the way that works, huh? It's nice to be a white man. Yep, it's pretty great. You know, we we alluded to M Night Shyamalan earlier, and this is a, a, I have a tie in here. I was reading an interview with him recently where, you know, after The Sixth Sense, he felt like he got pegged as, like, this director who always did a twist. Because he did. That's what happened. And that he was stuck in, like, the thriller world. Sounds right. And, you know, he, I guess that really bothered him for a long time. He didn't, that's not what he really had hoped to be, able to be kind of a more um, versatile director and the story he told was interesting he said 
And then one day I looked down, I was somewhere and I looked down and I saw this Agatha Christie book and I saw it. I know exactly what that book is by her name. Yep. And like it clicked for him. It's like. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm good at. I'll just be the best I can at it. And, right. And, you know, uh, I, I'm glad to hear the new movie's good. Um, oh, same. You know, because he, 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 you know, there was certainly a stretch of movies there that were. Well, when you're fighting against what, what you just should be. Yeah. Like you said, Agatha Christie wrote, what, 50 of those fucking novels? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And, yeah, you pick up an Agatha Christie book, you know, you know exactly what you're getting. Right. And that's not a bad thing. No. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But you got, yeah, I mean, it's just. And I'm sure it is hard when you have this, because people were calling him like, oh, he's going to be the next Spielberg and this. And if that's been, it's like we said, yeah. if somebody calls you a piece of shit every day for however long, you're going to start, uh, uh, you know, buying what you're selling. And it's like, well, maybe that's not what the case is. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can still have a real nice career doing what you're proven to be good at. Well, and it's a th- it's like, what's so bizarre about it is because, like, you talk about, like, people in Hollywood who are B-tier. And being B-tier in Hollywood is still f- pretty fucking rad. Yeah, you're still doing all right. Yeah. Bruce Campbell is the man. Yeah. I would kill to be Bruce Campbell. I mean... Oh, this is what I'm saying. He would, wanna... ki- he would kill himself if he was you. Oh, probably. Yeah. You want to be the character actor guy. Yeah. The guy, the Patton Oswalt, the guy that can just fill a role. What do you need me for? Let's do it. Sure. Yeah. Working actor. That's what you want to be. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about, oh, no, my looks are fading. I, I can't carry the muscle mass like I used to. Mm-hmm. Nobody really cares well, what character actors look like. Patton well, has a whole fucking uh, bit about that in one of his shows. Brian well, Dennehy. <laughs> or you could just up the steroids. And just get to freak beast levels where you just don't look like a person yeah, anymore. Yeah, you don't have legs. You just have you don't have legs. You just have two sticks with like a <laughs> mountain of muscle. Like, well, clearly, this has all been come about naturally. Oh, natty, baby. Natty. I did. I did. Uh, I think we talked about this before, but it's like I've noticed Hugh Jackman's been making the interview rounds lately, and you know he keeps getting like asked about the steroid stuff, and he's like, "I've never done steroids." Like, yeah, we definitely talked about that. Come on, you. Thing. Come on, man. It's all right, man. I won't think. Just, any- uh, I, I won't think any less of you. I don't. I really don't, though. I don't. I'm not being facetious. We've talked about that on here. I mean, it. it- if you want to do that to your body, that's none of my fucking business. Yeah. Do I think it's smart? No, but I, I, all all I think at the end of the day is if you're going to use drugs to reach a point with your body that you just can't naturally, you should be honest then, about it. Okay, but at least explain to people how you did it so they have a realistic expectation of what has to be done. It'd be like if you Bob were following some runner that you loved, and it turned out that. Oh, he's, you know, been roiding on up on whatever to keep maintain his performance level for years. You'd be like, well, fuck. I thought this guy was doing it naturally, and that's what I've been inspire, aspiring to be. But it turns out he's been, you know, cheating the system this whole time. I haven't heard about really good doping and running yet, so. But when you If do. you do find out, let me know. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. That's like the old uh, It's Always Sunny thing. Uh, oh, that's horrible. Just horrible. 
What's the website for that? <laughs> <laughs> let, let's just, you know, with our 100th episode, uh, I think we, we, we uh, owe uh, a good deal of gratitude to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for just being a wonderful television show. Indeed. Yeah. Of horrible people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like this podcast, you're welcome for that, too. <laughs> We have gotten a lot of mileage out of the implication. The implication. I feel like you're not understanding me. <laughs> no one's hurting these women. I uh, I saw they've been Capcom's been starting to ramp up the press tour a little bit for this Resident Evil. What's 4 with that fucking blazer? Remake. That blazer looks terrible. <laughs> Can you show Bob what you're talking about? Um. So they, they, they've changed what Ash... Do you remember in Resident... You never played Resident Evil 4, right, Bob? Leon is sent never to... Never played Resident Evil 4. Never played any of the Pokemon games. Yeah, he doesn't like video games. You know that. Uh, so they changed her outfit a little bit. She's the president's daughter. Leon's been sent to rescue her. She's been kidnapped. The president's daughter's been kidnapped. It's up to us. And I'm sorry, like, this was I, such a fundamental game see, in my... In my development, but, but, but as what's a human. funny? I just sent you that picture because I'm like, oh, that's a cool picture. And then Erica starts to critique it, and then I take <laughs> another look at it, and I go, now hold on a second. Ashley gets kidnapped while she's in her like business suit, but for some reason has on a skirt that just barely covers her ass. I mean, like, she's wearing tights. Like you can't even Alex. see her knees in that photo. That's how short her skirt is, and. It's just such a weird, it's a weird outfit. Well, because it's like, okay, are we going to be, are we going to be skimpy or are we going to be conservative? Like just take. It's both. You got to pick. You can't, you can't do both. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. (laughs) Anyways. Now what I'm stoked. I love what I've been been reading is apparently because, you know, what happened was people really loved Resident Evil 2 remake. Mm -hmm. And then a different team did three remake within Capcom, but they cut some stuff out and people didn't like there were cuts made. And apparently there were some cuts made in two remake, but they were like light cuts of sections people didn't really enjoy or such something. Mm hmm. I don't know the details because I can't remember the original Resident Evil 2. I played Remake. I was going to say, put a gun to my Um, head, yeah. And I haven't played 3 Remake. But apparently 4 Remake has, like, no cuts. Like, it's the whole game. Wonderful. And apparently they've even added to it, like, new weapons, new enemy types. Glorious. Uh, I think they've reduced the quick time events, but they haven't removed them completely. Because if you remember, there was a lot of... uh, Oh God! There's a boulder chasing us down yeah. a path. Yeah, Mash yeah, yeah. the fucking buttons yeah, 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 and then hit yeah, yeah. the right button combo. I could do right without time. without those. You know what I don't like about quick time events is to me, a cutscene is a chance I get to just put down the controller for a couple minutes and just watch the story. Well, maybe right? have a drink. Maybe grab a chip. yeah. Exactly. A maybe sneaky snack. Maybe check my text. Yeah. When Not, you, oh fuck! Oh fuck! There's a quick time event, <laughs> oh, shit. And, so, and so you literally never get to take a break. Right? Yeah. Quick time events are annoying as fuck. Depends on the game, but I'm generally against them. Oh, when does it come out? I don't know. I think it's pretty soon. Is it only for PlayStation Five? No, it's on everything. Outstanding. <clears throat> Resident Evil Four is 
so much fun. I'll take your word for it. Like, there was a summer where uh, a friend of uh, of mine was like, oh, I just started playing this new game. Have you ever heard of the Resident Evil series? And I was like, have I heard of the Resident Evil series? And we spent most of the summer getting high in her basement playing Resident Evil 4. It was glorious. It is just... It this is, is also, just, like, uh, 18 years ago at this point, which it, is terrifying. It is crazy, though. Like, Capcom really recently seems to just be firing on all cylinders. Like, the Resident Evil stuff have all been hits lately. Uh, Devil May Cry was a big... The last one was a big hit. The new Street Fighter game, people are saying it's going to be really good. I mean, again, if you put the care and effort yeah. and time into things and, like, make it polished and good... Yeah. And look, it's like they had Resident Evil 3 remake, which, you know, seemed like a bit of a stumble. And they took the feedback. We talked about the Halo show. They took the feedback and they said, okay, this isn't what you guys want. We're going to give you what you want, hopefully. It looks like they are, but we can't say for certain. Until you've played it, right. But it's... And I don't think you should be... You should always take feedback, right? And it's like, you have your vision for whatever it is you're doing. But if you get feedback saying, hey, you know, maybe maybe this wasn't so great. Or maybe tweak this. There's nothing wrong with taking that. Maybe don't derail your vision entirely. Sure. But there's nothing wrong with tweaking but, but something. It, yeah, it but it, yeah, and at the end of the day, you're making a mass market product that you mm-hmm. want to sell 10 million units or whatever. So you have to make something that's appealing to a lot of people. Sure. Yep. Well, and I think just on nostalgia alone, like, because I have very fond memories of that game. I will Mm -hmm. definitely be picking that up at some point. And now you have a whole new, even though they've released it, like... A trillion times. A trillion times. You do still have people, this new generation, that probably haven't played it. So well, and maybe that's something you should do if you have the time is before <coughs> the new one comes out or before you have a plan to play it and maybe you you know go grab Resident Evil 4 on the Xbox Series S or whatever and do a playthrough and then you'll have the direct comparison on the new one when that comes out. That's true. It has been a minute since I've uh, I've played through it. Because obviously, while it's going to be similar in many ways, it's also going to be severely updated in many ways, right? right? Like, because yeah. Resident Evil 4 was, you know, it had the clunky controls. The, and, you know, I like to describe them as like the on-purpose clunky controls. Yes, yes. Um, but nonetheless, clunky, meant to create tension. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, the graphics are what they are. <laughs> you know, well, but like it anything, is. it's you. you learn the rhythm of the game. And you learn to you learn to play the game, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like with the Dark Souls, like you. Yeah. There's a learning curve with that too. I uh, I've been playing um, Returnal. Have you heard Have you heard about this game? It was I, a PS5 like launch game, I think, yes, or near launch. I remember some about it. I remember being moderately intrigued. How are so you it's, finding it's it? So it's basically so I've I've kind of beaten it. It's not not really because there is sort of like a so it's a it's to explain it's a roguelite. So you know you die, you restart from the beginning, type thing, right? Mm-hmm. And there's kind of an Act One, an Act Two, and an Act Three, and. Um, the basic gist of the game is you're this astronaut who's landed on a pl- crash landed on a planet 
And you discover once you're there, there's a bunch of very hostile life, of course, all trying to kill you. And um, seemingly this civilization has fallen into disarray. But then you also discover, hold on a second, that's my body. And, oh, interesting. And when you die, you wake up and start over again. So you're locked in a cycle. Mm. Um, and the game is very challenging. It's not easy. It's a third-person shooter. And, and, and there were like a few things right away. Like one, if you ever do play it one day, it's, it's only on PS5. So you would need access to a PS5 through someone. <laughs> but um it's it's challenging the someone. Someone. someone the default controls are truly awful i don't know who designed this game and it's a great don't get me wrong it's a great game the default controls i would describe them as essentially unplayable because there's two things that are very important in the game and that's jumping and dodging and uh, this is one of these games where you want to take like as few hits as you possibly can to have success, right? Um, and it's it's like a, it's one of those like they describe them like bullet hell games where there's just like a million projectiles coming at, at you. you all the sure. time, and you need to avoid all this stuff. And on the default controls, jump and um, dash are on the face buttons. This is bad <laughs> because if stuff's on the face buttons, you need to take your finger off the right thumbstick to use them right so once i i was playing like bad and once i kind of figured out okay i got to change the controls around and get these actions onto the bumpers Mm -hmm. and once i did i started playing dramatically better because you just you need this stuff there cannot be a half second delay of your thumb getting to a button sure you need to be on the button Mm -hmm. you know interesting so one, but once I I was struggling at first, and, and you know you need to get you know, like you describe you need to get into the rhythm, you need, you need to learn, to the, learn cadence the patterns, of the game. Sure. yes. But once you do, it's it's really fun, and it's uh, you know it's not like a super long game, especially once you figure it out. Uh, I would I would essentially describe it as Act One and Two. That's really the game. There is an Act Three where you can essentially do more stuff to get a bigger picture of the story but the gameplay doesn't really change there's nothing new really there's just a little bit more of the story which at the end doesn't really like matter there's no like real closure okay. on what's happening um it's sort of like a interpreted how you want situation yeah. um but really once you beat like act one and two you can kind of just say to yourself like okay i could just go watch a video of what happens in act three if you want to because there's not going to be any uh, new gameplay to to happen. Is everything okay? Yeah, it's fine. I just he knocked the wire and. Oh, is that okay? Okay. Yeah, it would be very unfortunate upon this our 100th episode. Oh, I would cry. By the, the table, dog, the table would get flipped. Knocked yes. the power cord out, and then our files got corrupted, and we lost it. I would probably actually cry. Yeah. That would be a, we're going to have to wait to record again. Like, we can't just... We go on, like, a four-month hiatus. Yeah. You'd have to be, like, a couple like a couple weeks at least. You see you see everyone what I have to deal with. They always want to quit. They're quitters. They want to delay. Uh, 
it's like that one time that we lost something. Weren't we just like, fuck this? Yeah, I think we just came back in a right. week or two. But it, it wouldn't have four months. Well, I don't know where we're getting four months from. <laughs> Three years, maybe even. I don't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Returnal, good game. Nice. Good game. Uh, am I playing anything else? I have been futzing around in uh, the next-gen Witcher update, finally. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Gwent, Alex. I'm figuring it out. Did you not figure it out the first time? I played it once, and I was like, fuck this. I'm bad at this. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Well, I, I do enjoy that you got the next-gen upgrade, so you got all the enhanced images. <laughs> so and I'm going to play cards. You're playing Gwent now. Yeah. Very <laughs> good. Yeah, I, I did see that just got another patch, like, the other day or something. And then, see, this is my thing with a lot of these single-player games. I almost rather wait, and now I understand The Witcher 3 has been out forever, but now they've done this next-gen patch, and I'm sure they're going to patch it a few more times sure. at least to get it to whatever they consider to be an acceptable state. And, you know, generally when it comes to a single-player game, I'd kind of just rather wait until finally they've delivered the finished product. See, <laughs> I waited like a month, it. Alex, and I, I was know, like, you can't. Eric, no, you can't I, wait, I snow it. more. <laughs> I get it. How many times in the meantime have you rewatched The Witcher Netflix series? I actually haven't rewatched oh. since did i last rewatch was it the fall it's been a minute i don't remember well how do you not know i have watched blood origin twice though and the podcast that i listen to will be doing discussions on it so i will be watching it again (laughs) no new crap old hits thank you (laughs) i'm trying to expose you to the new great stuff i'm watching spy family okay all right so you'll be done with it by the time we record again? Hey. In two weeks, probably. Wasn't there something you wanted me to watch? Something yeah. new and great? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What yeah. was that? Kaigu- Kaigu- Kaiguya? I can never say her name. Kaigu- Kaiguya? Damn it. It's just called Love is War. That's why he was putting Crunchyroll on our Xbox. Ah, uh, okay. It's called Love is War, and it's outstanding. You know, I came up with a rather genius idea, I thought. Which was, I will watch one episode of whatever he wants for every time he goes on a run, 30 minutes or more. Or you could just watch it anyway. (laughs) Look. Erica. (laughs) Let me... Let me explain yes, yes. the Alex psychosis to you, okay? I, much like Bob, have two modes of operation, mm-hmm. which is how I recognize this in Bob. I either do absolutely nothing and couldn't give two flying fucks, or I dedicate my life to it. Feast or famine, sure. Yes. And I don't want to start running, because if I do... I'll be better than Bob at it, and I don't want to do that to him. It's really a friendship thing. I would love to see this like weird Goku Vegeta esque running relationship you two would have. It could be amazing. I would enjoy the shit yeah. out of it. And see, I don't want to make you Vegeta. But Vegeta's the better character. But he's not the better fighter. But he never wins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never win races anyways. Yes, and I wouldn't win them either, but I'd finish ahead of you. (laughs) And I don't want that. 
You'd just be mad at me. It'd be it'd be just like Vegeta. There'd be a simmering hatred that would follow me to the grave. And then when I died and came back, you would be there waiting to turn evil, to gain the Majin powers, to finally defeat me. This is exactly what would happen, Bob. I this mean, is it's just... I don't want all of this, because then Erica's going to be in the middle of it. There's going to be... That's a lot for me. And she's going to have to cheer for me, because blood... You're just going to be fucked. You're going to have no There's one. a lot of emotional turmoil. Yeah. I don't know that I can deal with that. It turned into an egg and squished at some I point. I believe that happens. Have a... Blown up. I don't want to get blown up. I Bob. have a prediction, though, Erica. This show will be the show that surpasses One Punch Man for Bob. That's a tall order, Alex. I'm just telling you. Okay. I'm just telling you. Okay. It's... Awesome. I'm not denying that it is awesome. I'm just saying prepare yourself for disappointment. No, I'm just letting you know. Would mm. you like to know the summary of the plot, Bob? Hit him with to, the summary. I heard just the sure. stairs. Just hit, to hit entice it. you. Okay. So here's the deal. It's of course about high schoolers, because every show, every anime is about children. Yes. Basically, it's about a uh, guy and a girl, they both go to this high-end private academy where all, like, the rich fucks go. Yeah. And the girl, in this case, uh, from the title, Kaiguya, or however the fuck you say her name. I'm just a dirty, dirty American. I apologize. We can't pronounce things. It's fine. Her and the guy are both highly intelligent. She's supposed to be... Uh, she has the second best grades in the entire class. He has the best mm -hmm. grades. He's the president of the student council. She's the vice president of the student council. And she's an absolute ice queen. Mm -hmm. But inside, she's boiling because she loves this guy, mm -hmm. uh, Shiragami. Okay. And he secretly loves her. Uh -huh. But they're not in a relationship at all. They mm -hmm. only see each other at this student council stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're both constantly trying to devise situations to get the other to admit that they love the other person. Mm -hmm. So the whole show is just them torturing each other episode after episode, trying to get each other to admit that they love them. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking hilarious. Mm. Love is war. Mm hmm. Yeah, right, Geralt. Relax over there. I'm just telling your, your you. Your enthusiasm is off-putting. I'm just Calm telling you. Calm it down, please. I'm just telling you, you confront. It's all good. It doesn't bother me. Once you start to watch it, you're going to love it. Mm. Okay. You do this every time, Bob. Does he, does he not do this every single time, Erica? Well, he's trying to no-sell. This, this is the brand. I you know. know this. And then he's going to come on here after he watches it, and he's going to go... Oh, you know, it was a six. And then you're going to get pissed off and be like, give me the real rating. Well, because he thinks he, he, he wants to be cute. Because he thinks that, like, oh, it's a seven out of ten. He thinks that's funny still. Mm -hmm. Look at him. You're pathetic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my running friends. You know what? You know how I know those people don't care about you? Because they don't insult you and they don't disrespect you like we do, okay? No, they're just full positivity. 
Yeah. That's disgusting. Fuck those fake fucks. <laughs> Fuck those fake fucks. And I'm telling you, if you're listening right now, you fake fucks, turn it off and don't give us money on Patreon. Hey, t- today was just full of an entire Slack basically siding with Team Geo. Um, and like... Who? Only a handful of very devoted followers. Fans, not followers, fans of Bucket Hat Bob joining Team BHB. What? <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about what we were talking about on Discord today. <laughs> is this is this things I'm supposed to know? There's a whole lot of fucking slack yeah. lore that just got these thrown weird, in your face these there, weird, Alex. These weird running fucks. But he's a character. He's Bucket Hat Bob now. No, I am Bucket Hat Bob. Pathetic. BHB. There's also Regular Bob. Regular Bob's kind of a dick. Bucket Hat Bob. Oh, is this an alternate persona? Bucket Hat Bob There's, there's Sick cool. Bob. <laughs> you've, you've experienced Sick Bob recently. How was that? Erica's drinking. She needs a moment. Let me just tell you this, Alex. The van flu is real. Mm-hmm. And it's the fucking worst. <laughs> you weren't that bad this time. Hey. Now, this is completely out of left field. Let's do it. But I was thinking the other day how it's so wild. If you're a kid growing up today, we have stuff like Game Pass. And mm-hmm. you get, let's just assume for the sake of argument, you're paying full price. For 15 a month, you're getting access to this huge catalog of gra- games. Not grames. I don't know what those are. <laughs> games and grapes put together. Um, Why were you thinking but, about grapes? I don't know. <laughs> but um, you have this huge catalog of games. Many of them great for 15 a month. Do you remember when we used to go to Blockbuster? Okay, first you had to beg to go yes, to Blockbuster. You had to ask. Yes. Can we please go? I would and like to go to it Blockbuster. Was like, I remember at one point it being something like $7 to rent a game for five days. Yeah. Or it might even been like $9 for five days. It was or expensive. like that. And at the time, that was like, fuck. And you felt like, okay, you got to rent a game for five days. You better play that bitch what we're doing. 24-7 until it has to go back, you know? And I it's, remember plowing it's, through some of the Crash Bandicoots because of that. Yeah. It's so wild that that was the price point then to borrow a game. And now, I guess Game Pass sort of is like borrowing a game, in a sense. And uh, But you get access to the whole thing, and you generally have, like, most games sit on Game Pass at least a year. So you have time. So you have time. It's not like this has got to be back, yeah. or you're going to get, you know, bent over just... with late fees, and your parents are going to oh, be pissed off at you. Oh, the late fees were brutal, too. But uh, and it was such a... It's just crazy. I was such a bad experience in so many ways, and now... Like, kids are so spoiled, is what I'm getting at. Fucking spoiled, man. Because the worst was you'd go and you'd rent a game, right? You'd finally, okay, mom and dad are going to take me and get to rent a video game. Awesome. Rent it, get it home, and it's dog shit. Or you go there and you want to rent some game and they don't have it because they're all gone. Mm. That was always the worst. Any popular game, they just never had enough Never copies. had it, no. It was and, like, then, and then you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know. Okay, what should I rent? Fuck, these all look terrible. <laughs> I think I still got my Blockbuster card upstairs somewhere. Yeah. Uh. Blockbuster video. Wow. 
What a difference. Yeah. Can we go? Can we please go? Can we rent a movie? Can we please go? Please. Remember you could rent like hardware? I remember renting. I rented the Virtual Boy one time. Oh my God. You give yourself a real good migraine. (laughs) (laughs) I remember renting it. I used it for however many days I had. And I was like, all right. Okay. I'm good. good. I don't need this. I don't know that we ever rented hardware. I don't think I ever did that. I think that. that's the only time I rented hardware. I feel like I rented a console for, at one point. I think maybe I rented an N64 one time when that was okay. like impossible to get. Remember how hard it was to find an N64? I just remember that year because uh, the new Zelda was coming out as well. And we tortured our parents from... Probably the beginning of summer until Christmas morning when we opened it up about how we wanted a uh, N64. Though it had been decreed that we would no longer get any more game consoles. Oh. From who? From certain (laughs) aspects of the family. But then I started seeing when we were watching wrestling, they'd throw in the Zelda commercials and I was like, well, this shall not stand. Because you had consoles that I never had. I mean, you had like the Dreamcast. I think you had what? The playstation one and two i lobbied hard for that dreamcast um and you had a good amount of games for the dreamcast yeah we had a good smattering uh i think because joey was my brother was still into gaming at that point and i don't know if you know this alex gaming is for boys girls should not be playing video games okay just yeah that makes sense you know you're Uh ruined if you're a woman playing video games you will never land yourself a husband you will die alone and unhappy see now now the world has shifted. If you're a woman that plays video games, that's like you've bumped yourself up three points minimum on the zero to ten scale. I mean, that's a that's a big bonus. This is the head of the curve, Alex. What can I say? Yeah. So when I had Watch Joey, you, you and Rome, Joey there, it was like, okay, I've got. I can be like, well, Joey's gonna play it too. It's not just gonna mm. be me. Oh, it's that got time. harder the older we got because <laughs> I think the last console I got was a or we got was a PlayStation Two, I think. Because we definitely had a GameCube, but I may have bought the GameCube myself, but that's neither here nor there. And I wanted that PlayStation 2 because I had to play the Square Disney mashup Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, if I do not play this, I will die. So I need this console. I have... And then I remember getting it, and I beat it before I had to go back to college. So I only had... it was a situation where I only had a limited amount of time, and I was like, sure, I could spend this time with my family, but Goofy and Donald need me. So that's who I'm going to hang out with this winter break priorities i remember my brother and i one time he had gotten an n64 for christmas and i just decided that um i was going to ignore the fact that it was his present and claim it as my own Ah. and um you are the older brother yes this is your right yes so I'm claiming prima nocta <laughs> on your N64. <laughs> but we only had one controller. I'll get her back, okay. We only had one controller and uh so like somehow we had managed to cobble together enough cash to get another controller. Were they astronomically expensive back in the day too? I don't remember. I don't remember. Not either. like they are now. No. Well, they, they were also better made and wired. Um so fuck wires. I got the um I got the great idea. It's like, hey, mom and dad'll never take us to go buy one. 
Let's just ride our bikes to Toys R Us and go buy. Where the fuck was there a Toys R Us? Um, well, this was before we moved out to... Oh, okay. We were okay. living in Bethlehem. Oh, okay. Um, Still! Now, I just I just looked it up on my phone how far that was. It was 3.8 miles each way. You're on a bike, though. That's not so on a bike, that's not too bad. But, you know, in the 90s... It's not close. As kids, yeah. not telling your parents where you're going. Nice job. Well, if you if if you watch Stranger Things, apparently that's just normal. You just just, uh, kids are on kids are on years. bikes, man. Yeah. Your now, what was the care. additional? Uh, what was the game? The additional controller was for. I'm assuming Goldeneye. It probably was Goldeneye. Yeah. 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 Oh, what a great game! It's on Game Pass now. I heard it's shit though. Uh, well, so it sounds like what happened was with GoldenEye is they're just running it through a straight up emulator. Okay. So it's just it's basically the N64 game but with higher resolution. Oh. So if you whatever blemishes or bugs or anything that the N64 game had, mm-hmm. that's the game. Cuz that's the agreement they came to with Nintendo so that that version of the game that Microsoft made where they completely remastered Goldeneye is just probably never going to release. But it got leaked, so it's out there. So it's if you want to play somewhere. it, you can play it. Yeah. Man. Whoever whoever made that was probably like, you motherfuckers, you're never going to release this. Fine. Like someone on that dev team was like, fine, I'm leaking this bitch. I shall take this I into want my... Pe- I want people to see my work. I shall take this into mine own hands. And the remaster is apparently great. You know, they spent like real time on it. Like it's an actual yeah. remaster, so you know, whatever. But um You're not salty. Well, I wish it would have got released, but what can you do? Uh I have a topic. We yeah, we haven't talked about this yet. No, we haven't. What do you got, Bob? So have you heard of this thing called Dungeons and Dragons? I have a passing knowledge. Passing knowledge, okay. So, you know, the the people who make Dungeons and Dragons. Well, who own Wizards of the Coasts. Wizards of the Coasts. Owns and produces. Yes. Hasbro, I believe, is the parent company. Yes. Um, so. Because there are six corporations that own everything. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so going, it was a couple weeks ago now that, um, they announced that uh so this is just an interesting thing and just some background like i guess at some point wizards of the coast uh published this open gaming license they call it this is this is a long time ago you're talking 20 yeah 25 years that that basically it gave um others the right to use the base rule set of Dungeons and Dragons, right? Is my understanding of it? Basically. So you have a lot of modules that aren't uh that are D&D compliant but aren't owned by Wizard of the Coast. You mm-hmm. have Pathfinder, which is a different role-playing uh game that kind of spun off of that mm-hmm. uh using that 3.5 uh D&D system um other games as well. Yeah. 
So yeah. So, so could use it and not have to give royalties. Royalties. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago they say we're going to change the license. Basically, they want to get paid for it now. This caused a bit of a stir. <laughs> the community rose as one, which is hysterical because you can't get these people to agree on anything. But this, this they agreed upon. Yeah. But that's what you have to do. There were like, so D&D has this uh, online tool called D&D Beyond. That basically you can do your character sheets online. You don't have to have hard copies of the books. You can buy them on there so you can access that and you can pull all that information into your character sheets. I'm not a huge fan of it. I like pencil and paper, but for new players, it could be handy. I also have a bunch of copies, hard copies of the books, and that doesn't matter in D&D Beyond. I would have to buy that stuff again to be able to integrate it in, and I'm I'm just not going to do that. Okay. Um, which I was annoyed about because it's like, you're kind of, but whatever. Uh, and you can have like a base subscription where you aren't paying anything for it, but to get like more of the stuff you do have to there's like a monthly subscription or so I have no concept of what it is because I've never really looked into it but like everyone just decided oh well we'll just unsubscribe from D&D Beyond and you won't get any money from that anymore yeah I heard that because fuck you well that's what you have to do well mm-hmm. it's a speaking with your dollar situation right that's all they care about well so I have a couple of thoughts about this and and the first thought is this was just such a just such an unforced error and companies seem to do this all the time um it, it's really like it's almost insulting <laughs> it's like cuz like okay if you wanted to if you want to change it so that um you know stuff going forward isn't free you know free for anyone to use anymore like okay that's up to you. And I don't think anyone, you know, there would have been people. You'd have mutterings, but, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have caused the mass uproar that. Yeah. Cuz I mean, did. you were talking about suddenly taking something people had rights to use for years and years and years and had, had built businesses on and so on and so forth and you know, the potential that suddenly having to give like a quarter of your income or something. I don't remember what the percentage was. 25% is sticking out in my head, but I don't, I don't remember. Any I numbers. don't quite remember. So don't quote us on that, but um, you know, and it's like, okay, that was never going to fly like at all. You know, if anything, it would have just landed you in court for a long time. And so it was, it was just a dumb move on their part um to do that and but what i what i find interesting is in and this kind of again ties back to some of the tech stuff going on is i think it's interesting to see there's there's a there's a growing intolerance for giving stuff away for free from companies yes and there's because you had this like long period of like and we were talking about it just before with with free to play games like you're just trying to get people involved but they need to spend money so if they're not spending the money you need to keep things afloat you got to change your business model 
And I have to wonder if that's part of what's going on. I mean, it might be. Yeah. Well, and you see there's a lot of, uh, 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 what's the guy? Uh, Brandon Lee Mulligan is a, I wouldn't call him a celebrity DM, but he's a DM that people know. Mm-hmm. He just started a new uh, uh, kind of podcast, new Patreon, where they're going to be using, I assume, you know, that rule set mm-hmm. to be, you know, telling a story. And, you know, I think they've got something like 12,000 subscribers to their Patreon on the first day at $5 a pop. I think that's something like 60 grand a month. Yeah. If you're Wizards of the Coast, you're looking at that going... We want a piece of that action. We want a piece of that action, right. Yeah. I don't begrudge corporation wanting to make money. I think it is exceptionally shitty to, uh, after, you know, literal day i think it's been something like 20 years i don't know how long the open gaming license has been out there i just think it's it's been a minute to suddenly just like pull Pull, the rug out out. yeah Yeah. and be like okay well yeah now we're just going to be taking you know a percentage of of everything that you produce well you see what's interesting about that and i told you a little bit about this but i don't think you heard this is um something interesting i learned in uh, the jake burton documentary was that in the 90s, he had at one point acquired a patent. Who is who is that? Jake Burton. Um, I believe you've talked about it before, but... Uh, sure. So, yeah, you know, that's a good point. Uh, some background. Jake Burton is the founder of Burton Snowboards. Um, he died a couple years ago. Um, he's, you know, revered in the snowboarding community for, you know, really bringing it to... Um, to the the main stage that it now lives on um and burton is you know by far considered the the biggest brand in the sport um and so you know he he's the old he made snowboards and you know when he i think a lot of people think that burton was the first snowboard or you know was the only original and that wasn't quite the case um he was one of the first and um you know in the 90s when it was really rising and you had other companies kind of pop up starting to make snowboards burton somehow managed to acquire a patent that basically if he enforced it would have prevented anyone else from making snowboards okay um, and so what he wanted to, so he saw that he had to buy it cause he would, if he didn't buy it, someone could do that to him. Sure. I, I think it was one of those things where somebody else had the patent and they were coming around being like, you better buy it or one of your competitors is gonna kind of deal. Sure. You know, someone who had no intention of using the patent himself. Um, so he bought it and then he had it. And then he thought, well, what I'll do is I won't tell people they can't make snowboards, but I'll charge a fee to recoup my cost. And this set off a shitstorm in the snowboard community. People were going to boycott Burton. Very similar to this situation. And it's, it's so interesting... Because if that happened in like for a prescription medication, 
they would just sit and wait out the storm. Well, can I tell you why I think that this is the case? Because with snowboarding and with something like D&D, there is this... A community? There's a community. There's kind of that punk rock kind of DIY sort of aspect to it that I think is there in snowboarding as well. Yeah. Maybe not DIY is the right way of saying it, but it's it's there's not a lot of... I don't want to say competition, but there is this kind of sense of community. We're all kind of in this together and yeah. you know, we're all just trying to tell our little our little stories with our our friends and our little D&D campaign. We're trying to just go out and have some fun with our friends and you got to come in and be like, "Well, actually, we're going to corporate profits." And blah, 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 blah. See, I disagree. Oh, well, excuse me. I disagree, and, and not to, I don't mean to be flippant about it. No, a little flippant, Bob. Didn't appreciate that. I disagree. I think it's just that it's not a vital thing. And it's easy to boycott. Let's say, you know, I don't think it had, I, you know, I think the community makes it easier to get the boycott assembled. But at the end of the day, you don't need D&D. You don't need snowboards. You don't need video games. You don't need any of that. You do need prescription medications. I mean, I think that's fair, but... But that's why a boycott's effective. Because you can literally stop using those things for a short period of time to drive, to to stop, uh, to, to, you know, cause real pain to the wallets of the executives at those companies. Mm-hmm. That's why, to me, that's why you can do that in those industries. You couldn't. You can't just stop taking insulin because they're being dicks. I mean, you could. Won't end well for you. No. Well, I think the other thing is people know if you're talking about a Wizards of the Coast, people know this is not a company struggling. They're rolling in it. I mean, Magic has been the card game for Forever. how long? And, you know, one of the... I actually think they're trying to they're kind of like cannibalizing their own business in a way because i've been reading lately like the past year or two they've been releasing so many new cards on a faster cadence than they had previously that they're burning people out the people are like i can't keep up with buying all these sleeves and all these cards that i want well, just to is, play the game it's part of the thing right where it's like we un- i get you guys have to make your your you know record profits every quarter but like you said, you're starting to burn people out. Yeah. People can't keep up with this. There's not enough money for it. I don't know, same like superhero movies too. Yeah. You well, keep like I, shoving this stuff down everybody's throat and it's just like I don't I don't have it I don't have the bandwidth for this. But you know, I think it it kind of all speaks to the bigger truth, which is that this is all one big interconnected market. And when you know, if people are suddenly, you know, feeling the pinches of inflation and they're trying to cut back. Well, inflation, corporate price gouging. The same difference. You're tightening Higher your costs. Sure. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're going to make adjustments and, you know, you're going to get rid of the things you don't need first. Sure. And then if somebody, if a company is doing something to piss you off, well, that's just going to make it even easier 
for well, you to back f- away from funny that. thing about like D&D and I would even say snowboarding is it's like I've bought what I need. I don't yeah. need to buy anything else from well, you. See, Especially if you piss me that, off. And that's what I think is what's interesting about the D&D thing is because they're in this situation and you they built a game, they built a rule set and they've put enough material out into the universe already that you don't need to buy anything else. Well, and what else do you need to consume? Here's another thing. Well, that's why they want you on D and D Beyond. It's a subscription service. Right. They want a way to make a recurring income. But right. and here's the other thing: if you think about now, I've never done this because I don't. I just admittedly don't care that much. But if you think about something like magic. You know, I know what a lot of the people who are like on the pro tour or whatever do is before cards are officially out to be able to practice with new cards and practice with new deck setups and everything is they just print out, you know, fake copies of the cards to play with. And what's, you know, for something like magic, that's easy, right? Like the art of all the cards is out there. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is print out four copies of said card, cut it off the paper, and you're off to the races. Well, and, like, uh, when this was all going down, like, daily on Tumblr, people would be like, here are the links to all the core rule books yeah. in PDF form. Here's the links to all, like, the supplemental material. Here's the links to the modules. Do with and, it what you will. And, and to what you're saying, Bob, you know, when you know things happen whatever the reason is for you know the eggs tripling in prices wasn't mm-hmm. it like there was some great uh yeah i mean there's there's more going on with eggs than just you know it's hilarious though about. this is a complete like sidetrack but like the cage free stuff there's a brown cage free egg i got that for 350 the other day at the store cuz nobody wants those they I want, want my carton of eggs for two their, bucks again. Well, I, fuck yeah, me too. But I'd rather that than the $6 Oh, yeah, for I the, don't understand why people wouldn't want to eat those. Because it's brown. Well, and, you know, but that's the example, right, of, well, when they start driving up the price of things like eggs, yeah. you kind of have to buy eggs. I mean, especially if you like to bake we can't I mean, not we need eggs every pretty much every recipe of anything that ever tastes good has eggs in it <laughs> so yeah. eggs are just a staple it's yeah, like it's we... like sugar flour i mean <laughs> you kind of need them yeah. and you know that's pretty hard to cut back on whereas you could cut back on whatever like boxed mac and cheese or something or you could cut back on magic or D D or something yeah. like that but it's pretty hard to cut back on stuff like eggs so when they start shoving it up your ass you just kind of got to take it to a certain degree and you'll cut back other places well and that's that's what's so difficult about being in the entertainment industry which is what D&D is it's entertainment Mm -hmm. is that it is the first thing you're going to cut from your budget or at least it should be the first thing you cut from your budget Um, (laughs) never if you're not an idiot yeah like so you you've you and and what's crazy about the indie is on the whole it's actually like one of the most affordable hobbies because ultimately and i say this as someone who has many sets of dice and yeah. lots of the supplemental material you really only need uh, honestly all you need is the dice set and you can kind of yeah. figure it like do yeah. whatever from there 
more realistically, you need a dice set of dice and a player's handbook. Yeah. That's really all that you need. What is that? 35 bucks? Something like that. Total? Eh, maybe more like 40. Okay, 40 bucks. Ish. You can get those books on sale, though, too. Yeah. And that's just for this edition. You can go and find the older editions. Yeah. I mean, you don't even really have to buy the player's handbook. You can find a PDF of that online easily. Yeah, I mean, you can. But if you're going to sure actually procure it the way. Sure, 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 sure. It's, I but, like it's nice to have a, a physical copy of the but, book. But I mean, it, it's such a low cost a- entry point into the game. Um, so I mean, I think that is a challenge, and I think, I think this is kind of what businesses need to spend more time thinking of. Though is, you need to get out of this this mindset of just building your base and actually sell something, because that's. You know, we're we're getting past the point where having, you know, just signing people up doesn't make sense. Right. Like, if, if you won't pay for something, you are not valuable to me. Mm-hmm. As a business. And that's not, and that's. Well, it's business. That's business. If you're going to make money, right. Well, and I think that they had been doing, because you have your accessories, you have, and this is all superfluous shit. You don't need it to play the game. The and minis, the... That's the challenge of D and D as as a product, sure. right? Is that once you have the once you have a player's guide, like Well, that's why they did Beyond. Because right. it's like if we can get you to subscribe to something, yeah. that's sustainable income. Yeah. That's a subscription service. We've got you every month. Yeah. But then when you do something stupid and you burn all that goodwill and mm-hmm. everyone's like, Well, I don't really need this, so fuck off. So it's it's one of those weird things where it's like I I I don't disagree with Wizards of the Coast trying to protect their IP and to you know start saying we no like if you're going to make tons of money playing D&D on TV on YouTube we want to cut Weren't they also doing stuff with that where they tried to change the license on like if someone did fan art of a character or something, they would technically own that art or something like that. Oh, places. I don't know. Something like yeah. that. I, there was yeah. some others. There were they were doing all sorts. There was of a bunch of really dumb, like fiddly. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. What's the thought process yeah. here? I mean, you. Because I, I, goodwill is that goes a long way. I mean, it goes a long way, especially with a customer base who doesn't need to spend money it's not like bowling you like you can't bowl if you don't go to a lane and pay for time what's especially funny is that they are ramping up for and i have no interest in it i think 5e is a great rule set and that's just kind of where i'm gonna live they are ramping up towards i think they're calling it D one or some shit the new rule set the new edition yeah. and uh, who could possibly care i don't give a shit my players like 5e that's what we're sticking with yeah and it's like way to piss everybody off right before you're going to try and get them to buy. And they did a really good job. Like 5e was all about how can we make this simpler for new players? How do we get new people 
playing D&D. Sure. Because it can be a hard sell. It's very intimidating. Well, and you, and you always need new people coming in to create new life for the game. Right, yeah. exactly. And for I any game. I think it's, it's been having a moment. They did a really good job with... Uh, you know, uh, this isn't hard to get into, you know, watch some real play podcasts or, or, you know, shows. It's, it's fun. It's not as, you know, it's nerdy as fuck, but at least it's not LARPing, you know, it's just, I thought they did a really good job with 5e of doing that. It's just funny that like right on like the eve or whatever of releasing their new edition, you have this massive unforced error. Yeah. That's like way to be an idiot idiot yeah i mean it's just kind of goofy and um you know and, and i think a lot of companies are starting to feel regret over not having charged people more money earlier because now you've built up this expectation that you're gonna get stuff for free the best way really to always go even if you piss a bunch of people off initially, you always want to start with your prices at the high end. And if you piss everybody off and then you come back and say, oh, well, we've listened to feedback and we're going to lower, you know, prices X amount or we're going to give you this, even though there was this price increase, we're going to give you this thing to mm -hmm. go with it or something like that. Right. So you lessen the blow, Soften the blow and you can say you're pulling back and you're listening to feedback and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I interesting. I, I, I'm really gonna be interested to see where things are at in five years because what what I think is really and this has been the theme throughout this entire podcast tonight, has been the the tech industry is changing and the changes in the tech industry are are you know have a lot to do with why wizards of the coast is now trying to assert its ip because that growth that exponential growth that was fueled by the growth of it is not there anymore so they're having to alter their business model in the end, I think that this does have potential to do a lot of good. I mean, it sucks that... There's going to be growing pains, sure. There will be growing pains. It sucks that, like, 10,000 people at Microsoft lost their jobs overnight. Like, all the people laid off at Google. Like, I certainly, the, the, you know, seeing big layoffs is, sucks. Never a good thing. That said, all these, you know, fear-mongering over recession and everyone's annoyed by inflation, but job numbers are still good. People are still making money. Mm, people have been saying recession for the last, like, couple of years. And it's yeah, like... and it, it just hasn't... It, it, every time it looks like recession, it, and we will have another recession at some point. Oh, sure. But, you Ebbs know... And flows. You know, it's it's like things aren't behaving the way that everyone seems to to think it's going to and in many regards because one thing i've seen a lot lately is folks are it always used to be said that the older you get the more conservative you get because the older like before the older you got the more money you would make yeah that's not the way shit is anymore 
Well, it's, it's also funny. Go ahead, Bob. Well, the, the, we, I, I, we're ramping down because yeah. got, we've got hard stuff. You've got like 15 minutes left. I, I more Less than that because I got to put shoes on and I actually got to get it out the door. Oh, okay. But where, where it's kind of bringing this to is you had a, a sector of workers making a phenomenal amount of money compared to the rest of the working public. And that has had weird effects throughout the country. Anywhere there's a, a tech hub, like wages and cost of living are just completely – don't even look at San Francisco. Like you, you, you can't you afford can't it. You can't afford it. Yeah. You, maybe someone can send you a postcard. But I think with that, as these, as these industries you know, continue to mature and level out – the one the wage you're going to see the wages that you can get for being a software engineer are going to go down or they're going to stay more static and it'll level level out more in the industry because tech in my mind has always been a is tech for the sake of tech is not really worth too much technology is supposed to enable us to do the things that we want to do easier and whether that's uh you know, whether that's, you know, in my line of work, being able to assess what people are thinking and what's going on in the world better, or whether that's just getting people digital media for cheaper that they can afford. Um, you know, that's what, or, or helping people keep track of their medications or stay healthier. Technology is meant to be, make those things be easier not just to exist for the sake of tech and we're kind of getting to the point and we've talked about this many times where phones are just boring now yeah and i think that's a good thing i'd really do because we can get back to living our lives you know as a society and doing things interacting with people more and if tech gets more boring that will help that. Well, and you want the standard parts of your day to be boring. Yeah. You want your shower to just turn on and give you warm water. You want to flip the light switch and you have electricity. Right. Yeah. These aren't things, because if you have to think about those things, that just sets back everything throughout the day. And if you to do work, or communicate with your team or whatever, mm -hmm. have to constantly fuck, fuck around with your phone and play around with it to get it to work or go to that corner of the building to good, 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 get good signal or something. Mm -hmm. These are all things that impede you from just going upon your daily life. Yep. And, and that's, you know, the, the, that's the thing. We've grown to rely on technology. We need it to work. You know, we need the people that work in those fields that keep it up and running to be good at what they do and to be fairly compensated. Um, but we don't need to keep paying, as, as a collective society, like phenomenal sums for, you know, vaporware mm -hmm. out there. And I think as that, as that the, the mountaintop of IT kind of, starts to come down a little bit and now it's looked at more like you know your utility companies 
and what's keeping the lights on, I think that's overall going to be a net benefit for society. Um, and it'll be even better if Facebook just folds. <laughs> that would be that, awesome. That would be ideal. That would uh, assist in, uh, uh, you know, maybe preserving us ba- society, stepping us back from the downfall of society. Now, do you, before we wrap up, do you remember when you, your first episode posted? I was not present for the first few episodes. I do not. But if I had to guess, it was probably like five years ago. 2017. It wasn't 2017. Do you remember the month? November. October. Damn. October 20th, 2017. With rounding, that's November. You guys have been doing this a long time. A hundred fucking episodes. We'd, we'd be a lot deeper in if it wasn't for many calamities. Yeah. Good old COVID. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? COVID. Plague. Floodings. Flooding. Baby. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't put that in the calamity category, but you know, if you'd like to, you can yeah, go those, on ahead. Those first three months were a little brutal, Alex. I wouldn't call it calamity. I'd call it traumatic. Traumatic. There we go. There we go. <laughs> We can put those other ones. Uh, the flooding was pretty traumatic as well. <laughs> Everything sucks. But That's the podcast. Everything sucks. Everything sucks the podcast. And it's a lot more fun to talk about things when they suck. Indeed. See the Halo TV show. <laughs> Can't wait for season two. I hope it's shit. <laughs> hey, we don't have time to talk about it tonight, but the next episode we do, we will have... Uh, this season of the challenge completed for full discussion, and that will we? Yes, we will. About this, it's at least two weeks until we record again. Yeah, it should be. I will make a good faith effort <sighs> to get caught up. Get Spy Family finished first. No promise. It's so well. great. <laughs> All right. And it's a faster watch. Way faster. Indeed. In one episode of The Challenge is like watching three episodes of Spy Family. Oh, yeah. No, episodes, it takes forever. The episodes are fucking endless. They're yeah. way too long. Yes, They're way they too long. You know I what agree. else we can talk about on the next episode? We'll give people uh, something to look forward to. A little to. preview. Some boring shit to listen to. Bob's been, uh, you know, he's cut back on his internet bill. He's cutting back on his cell phone bill. So we'll have more info to give about your experiences on that. Yeah. I last time on the podcast, we don't have to talk about this now, but last time on the podcast, I think I bitched for about 20 minutes about how shitty my internet is. Uh, try 45 I, fucking minutes. It, was it really 45 yes. minutes? I fast forwarded through it all when I was listening wow. earlier. Don't fast forward through our own podcast. Oh, for, through packet loss? Yeah, sorry. Hey, do you. It was mind numbing the first time we, I had to sit through it. Should we tell the listeners why we're fast forwarding right now to get get this wrapped up? Well, Bob's a lunatic, and he's gonna go freeze his ass off. Bob's gonna run. It's 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 five degrees outside, and I currently have I have run every day at least one mile for the last sixty seven days. Tonight will be sixty eight. I got to keep my run streak going. Really, for that long? Yeah. Really. Mm Mhm. And I have a and I'm also running that week after your race. (laughs) Yes. Um, and I, I had, um, it's on Strava and smash run. And I'm also doing this kind of this challenge thing where I got to do two miles. So. Right, well, we got to wrap it up so yeah. you can go get changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, as a preview, 
I did get my internet mostly fixed. It took me over a month and it's still not totally fixed, those motherfuckers. But it is at least usable now. Well, there you go. Please, AT&T, roll out fiber to my house. Please. Please. Please do it. <laughs> All right. Please. Please. And thank you to our patrons. Thank you. And all people, all of our fans, even those who do not patronize us, who have listened to us for 100 episodes or, you know, any number of episodes. We appreciate you. Alex doesn't. Alex hates your guts. Alex is just trying to do the outro, man. <laughs> I know. I'm going to shut up now. If you're If you're a runner, please go listen to something else <laughs> and hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.